edition of the Get Your Film Fix podcast, part two of the 2022 Fixies. It's good to see you guys again. This good to see you guys again. Happy to see you too. Glad you know what's also flew. very special is uh, we never get to see taping. We have to talk about That's this. That's true. It's very, it's like once Literally or once twice a year, a year at, at most. Well, it's going to be at least now. twice this, this year. This year, which is great. So, uh, you know, for those who don't now, know. Now, what's weird Chain that we do this, considering country. we don't see him very often, mm. we come to... Neutral spot. A, a neutral spot. Last year, Vegas. This year, New Orleans, which is great. We record part one of the fixies, and then we go a week not seeing each other. Yeah. And then record the second part, which I don't know why we do that. We're all staying in the same place, but avoid it's each other for a week. It's much more expensive to do it that way. We could just record it all at the same time. Well, we get so many Patreon subscribers, we got to get rid of that money for tax reasons. So it's like, we might <laughs> we as well gotta, We got to show it. zero <laughs> yeah. 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 We are officially a non-profit, a non-profit. Yeah. Yeah, 501c. <laughs> Um, okay, well, uh, Lee, you wanted to share some statistics about this year. I did. Um, um, but I, but I, here's what I want to say. I just want to say, since we're um, drunk, saying nice things about each other, Lee, you, of course, have watched twice as many movies, at least, than Jeremy and I. Done a great job. A beautiful spreadsheet. Let us, was, we're a leader, in, as always, during fixie season. Um, and you're definitely the most prepared, and I appreciate your... Um, Encouragement and leading Jeremy and I, uh, 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 the two reprobates through. All right, you did well, leak. Go on. As as, <laughs> as you guys know, like appreciate that. But there's two things I like: one, talking to you guys; two, making spreadsheets. So, so it's it's really not a sacrifice. It's really just it's got it's it, fantastic. It. it is so, such a great spreadsheet. Um, I try to I try to make it so that we can navigate the movies we need to watch this year without revealing. Our thoughts totally on the movies till the po- until the podcasts and especially until the fixies. But I wanted to credit all of us this year because we watched collectively twenty five thousand nine hundred seventy five minutes of movies. That oh, equates Jesus. to just over seventeen dates. Oh. Now, when you in, say it like that, it's like in oh, comparison that. to last year, we watched twenty one thousand four hundred twenty six minutes, which was thirteen days and twenty one hours and six minutes. So, do you know what helps though? The spreadsheet. Checking it, that that satisfaction of checking off the spreadsheet, which is great for even when it's a bad movie. That check. I got a question for you guys though. Is that the most sexually satisfied you are when you check a movie off the? Uh, it's up there. Lydia doesn't listen to the podcast, so I can confidently say yes. <laughs> now, if Lydia, your wife, who loves you the most, doesn't listen to the podcast, I, I don't know. I feel like we have bigger problems. Well, she's very well, busy. Sa- she's in grad school. Sarah definitely listens to the podcast. Yeah, so. Lydia's in grad school. She's very very busy. She's you know, she's obviously parenting and working an internship and taking multiple classes. You don't have classes. to say this. She doesn't listen. Um, I might make her listen to this. Okay. I'll make her. Well, you can put it on but, in the car while you're driving or somewhere. Yes. But I wanted to credit all of us for the efforts that we put in because we obviously love watching movies. But, but we are busy. To, and but like, we are we busy. Have we have other jobs. And to be able to 
Which, other jobs. This is a job. Was he able to put together a a reputable list for each of these categories? We can't just watch like the Oscar nominees. We have to watch a lot of movies. And right. if you saw our you spreadsheet, can't, you can't just be like, "Oh, I didn't get to tar this year." So right. You have Blanchett, to. Sorry. But know. not just that. You have to also like. You have to watch the unbearable weight of massive talent, like which was a fine movie, but like this, it's not a nominee. Like. We have to be able to see enough to say this is why this is the best. So it's a credit to all of us for watching the good, the bad, the ugly. And um, I like to point out the amount of time we put in to arrive here at this point in the year. Excellent. So it's a, it's great a, job. Yeah, guys. it's a big sacrifice, certainly. Um, I know we'd all just like to watch Cliffhanger over and over again, and we yep. will do that. But. Um, yeah. And Chapin will admit when he should be watching fixie movies, he watches Ambulance. And I did watch Ambulance. But it did come out this year, so. That's true. It was you can check it movie. off the list. I did check it off. Okay, well, guys, we are... Should uh, we recap part one? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I think... I think we should. All right, let's go through the winners wait. of part one. Just okay. the winners. The winners of part one. Best cinematography was Athena. Yep. Which is my number one. Happy with that. My number two. Best my number two. Screenplay was The Banshees of Inishirin. Nope. It was Tar. No, it was Tar. It was Tar. By a triple tiebreaker. tiebreaker. Yeah, very, very close. Yeah. Um, with, with the Banshees. Was Tar. Tie. That was also my number one. So I guess we're. Yeah. My number one. My, uh, best supporting actor was. Barry Keonan. My Barry Keonan. My number one. My number two. Best supporting actress was Carrie Condon. My number one. My number so, two. so far we've got. Uh, Three. The, Banshees have won all the acting categories so far. Yep, three and, and screenplay. No, no, Tar two, won two wins for Inishirin, one win for Tar, and one and win Athena for Athena swept the technical categories. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> let's move on to. I think we're gonna go Actor. best screenplay. Actor. We best just did actor. screenplay. He's Chapin. having a hard time with screenplay. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> Wait, but I thought there was four categories for. There's only three for the last one. No, actor, actress, director, picture. Right. Chapin's hosting. Okay, so best actor. Actor, yep. Okay, um, and I just want to say that my number one is what I would decide was the performance of the year. Go. Okay, okay. interesting. Okay. Interesting. Well, this is, I, we can just say, I'm going to say it right now. Let's put the knives away. Let's put the knives away oh, for, for actor. Oh, for fuck's sake. Should I just throw mine at him now? So this is, this is he's gonna have for the, those who haven't followed the Get Your Film Fix podcast all season, yeah. we're worried, or at least Lee is particularly worried that... Um, it's going to so, be two. I think there's going to be two on his list. That I'm gonna cut his throat. It's gonna be like, and they're they're gonna be on there. Is Austin it, is it Butler insensitive as, to say like Nicole Simpson type throat yes. cut? Yeah, that that's is insensitive. extremely insensitive. That's a real, that was a real person. That, that died was a real from, person who uh, died. A mother, a daughter. Cut. Long time ago though. <laughs> How good is that movie? The O.J. Simpson made in America. That's speaking of the fixies. Anyhow, moving on. That's a documentary. Shouldn't be on. Considered for anything. Okay, so uh, best actor number five. Um, who's up? Lee? I think I'm up. Yeah. Eden Dambreen, close. That's my number five. Perfect. I mean, look. I, His face. So, exactly the point I wanted to make. And I want to give a little credit to the director, too, for the guts to take somebody who's never acted before and put the camera that close to him yeah. for 90 minutes. And I, how like, does he do like how To Chapin's point on the last episode, you watch all these big movies with kid actors, and they te- this guy was a no... He found him on a bus somewhere. And he Amazing. still had to, despite his cool-looking face that really sort of sells the movie, <clears throat> he still has to cry, he still has to feel emotional, he still has to do all this stuff that I, I haven't seen some adult actors pull off. So, what, how? I want to know the process there. 
Yeah, um, that's a great point. Yeah, I think, I think this performance is 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 so emotional, and like that's that's what this movie is, right? Like, it, if I can sidebar for a minute, I remember years ago when we were, you know, always kind of trying to write a screenplay, like trying to find something that we could make or whatever. I was trying to pull things from like my own life and experiences and stuff and put it in a script and I played hockey all my life and the reason this movie reminds me of that is because there's a lot of scenes of this character playing hockey and the way I wrote it then was not showing like a a hockey game but to just like it was emotions it was close-ups on the faces like the agony of like being injured and stuff like that and that's what this movie does and the whole movie is just about like capturing the emotions of what these characters are going through and how those change over what happens and like how they're influenced by other kids and all this stuff. Yeah. And Eden Dambreen's performance in pulling that off is so, like, I don't, it's just perfect. It is perfect in capturing everything you need to know about what's happening to this character. Well, this movie's relatively irrelevant when it comes to screenplay. Like that, on, yeah. on the surface, if you just read the screenplay, everything is in the casting, in the performances, in the cinematography, which I and, nominated, and Lucas Dom's direction, and and mm-hmm. mostly in the direction. Okay. So he obviously sort of had to put those pieces together to make this work. And um, Jeremy, your number five. That is my number five, number five, as I said. Oh, right. Okay, great. Uh, my number five is I think he's had an incredible year. Already been nominated for one Fixie. Um, he was in the Batman. He was in the Banshees of Inisherin, which is what he's nominated for me for. He was in um, 13 Lives. He was in this... After Yang, yep. After Yang. He was also in uh, a miniseries um, that I've heard great things about that Chris Ryan loves. About He's like a whaler or something oh, on I AMC. Know. Been working a lot. Mr. Colin Farrell. Uh, Banshees of Inishirin. Number five. Um, yeah, I, I, I like him a lot. I think... Uh, He's an actor that is aging really well. I mean, not only because he's gorgeous, well, but he just has, like this is what I'll say. This is what I'll say about Colin Farrell. It's like okay. we we liked him at the like Tigerland beginning, right? And he then he sort of Tiger. did like uh, for some reason at the time it was not cool to do superhero movies, and like he did like a whatever bunch the of, superhero movie was then. Yeah, yeah. it just he did, wasn't. He did Daredevil, Daredevil, well, and all SWAT. that. In like, yeah, he did all this stuff that if actors did now, they wouldn't think twice about. They would just think that's you know, them collecting a paycheck. paycheck but for some yeah. reason, it kind of hurt his career back then. And he took a nose Alexander. Um, yeah, Alexander. Well, that, that, that hurt his career for that, a different reason, yeah. yeah. But um, he's always been a fantastic actor. And now he's just like taking on good roles with good yep. directors and good writers. And that's all he seems to care about. And I think he's the most underrated actor of my lifetime. Yeah. And I think he still is, despite his acclaim for Banshees yeah. this year. Um, I, I, I've, I just think... I wish they, would, they could remake Miami Vice. Same, same actor, same director, but now he's sober and a much more focused actor. I, I'd love to see that performance now. Uh, all right. My Wait. number four was Antonio Banderas. For official competition. That's my number four. We're literally doing the same list. Wow. And our yeah. lists are going to wow. vary very much. Yeah, he was so good. Yeah. God, uh, was he funny in this movie. I mean, like, I think of that one scene where he tells him he has cancer. That yeah. performance alone got his nomination. But like, there's stuff like that, which is great. But then I also just love 
like the look on his face when he's lifting that rock for the yeah. Instagram picture. Yeah. He's so proud. He's, I, <laughs> it's so funny. I love, I love his character. I love him as a movie star. Yeah. Yeah, like, God, I just he's think so it's, funny in this movie. It's so great. Like, just the stuff, like, I've never seen him like this either. He's having these serious conversations with people and then just starts, then all of a sudden he's just completely ignoring them because somebody's taking his picture. It's so funny. It. I just thought, and I like Antonio Banderas, but I don't know that he's like, I don't know I where he's, he's. I think he's a very underrated actor. I, I, I do was, too, but like, where would you rank him in like your, would he be in your top 50 actors? Yes. You think so? Yes, for well, sure. I don't know if I'd think of him as That's what that. I mean. I don't think but I'd like, think for of him. This. Like, I, I was watching uh, Desperado just randomly relatively recently probably shouldn't have been watching i think it was just like youtube clips really uh and oh, we're, oh, yeah. <laughs> youtube clips or a different no youtube clip. clips youtube clips uh and <laughs> and was there you salma the, hayek yeah. and antonio banderas in desperado never mind all right forget it go on i want to hear what you had to no, say no i just i think he's just such a charming actor and and like he's aged into this like i'm gonna go back to spain and you know yeah. Do do kind of like pull up there, bub. You know, kind of work with the O2 from Spain. Oh, somebody's fucking Lee. Lee. Yeah, I hear it. That's me, Jeremy. Actually. Okay. That'll be awful for people to listen to. Hopefully, we'll cut it out. Hopefully, okay, you're in charge of that. <laughs> so if that doesn't get cut out, listen. Look at this. Look at the thing on there. How do you miss that? <laughs> I won't miss that. Okay. Um, yeah, so I, I love Antonio Banderas. I think he's always good. I think he uh, has a great movie star quality. He's very charming, and, and he, he sort of unpacks that and like uh, deconstructs that in this movie. Um, love it. Okay. Which they do so brilliantly in write, and to your, to your point, Chapin, in writing that for him. Yes. Okay, whose turn is it? Uh, your number four, Chapin. My number four is Park Hae-il, Decision to Leave. Yeah, Just missed uh, my list. Yeah. Um, I think not the standout performance in this film, but I, I re, you know, he anchors it. Um, you know, like there's so much close-ups on him. There's so much. They're so in his mind. Um, yeah, I think it's just a. I think it's. I think it's easy to. It's easy to sort of not see the quality in this performance because Tang Wei is so beautiful and you know just grabs your eyes and she her performance is is a little a, a little bit more showy but this is a subtle one and boy so i i thought about him he just missed my list and and perhaps i should have considered this more closely when i was putting together my supporting actress list where i nominated tang Wei. um and we're you know we'll apologize to both her and our audience for mixing up some um categories here but I think, oddly, she hurts his performance. Like, she is so magnetic. Like, you are drawn to her so much. And you could look at that two way, one of two ways. You could say that's a credit to him, that, like, he knows his place, and he still is able mm. to perform his role well. Or you could say that you're so enamored, distracted, however you want to describe it, by Tang Wei's performance, that he is kind of in the, on the periphery and isn't nominated for it. Like, I don't okay. know. All right. I liked him, but... Moving on. I didn't make the list. My number three, mm-hmm. Viggo Mortensen in 13 Lives. So, interesting. This is the performance when I watched this the first time. You know, I, I, a credit to this movie is how good everybody is. See, and like, this, is the, this is the problem I have, and I guess we should 
talk about this a little bit more, but when there's like three actors that all sort of are equal on a movie, I kind of put them into support. So I think you're right about Joel Edgerton in that movie, but I think Colin Farrell and Vigo are both the leads in that. Regardless, like, I think it's hard when you have a movie like this where Mortensen and Farrell and Edgerton and then Sahajak Boone Thanakit, who plays the governor, Paul Gleason, who's another one of the drivers, uh, another one of the divers, like all of these people, it's so good. Nobody is bad. Yeah. How do you nominate somebody? Vigo's the one that stood out to me. I liked his character. I liked the writing of his character. I liked his bluntness. I liked that he wasn't this like perfect person. Yes, I love that too. His accent just ruined the movie. Ruined it. It didn't ruin it. I didn't notice it at all. His accent's very bad. Um, I would, I, I would like to say, I, I, I think I want to give credit to Ron Howard here because I think he's, like, in the nicest way possible, Ron Howard's a little bit of a star fucker. Like, yeah. he'll, put, he'll put people in movies just because they're stars. He's, he's a good guy. I think he's a very easy person to work with and star-friendly. Well, he, he relied on that for a lot of, a lot of years. What? He relied on that. Yes. Like, that was and a- I think what he's done here is grabbed these sort of faded a little bit movie stars and really caught them at their peak. Farrell, Mortensen. I, I think he's very good, and I just couldn't get over the accent. So, um, and like Edgerton is, you know, Edgerton had, I think, is like on a on a downslide a little bit mm-hmm. from his peak, and uh, you know, I think uh, Howard's getting back to his like being, you know, like a, a true innovative director, and uh, I think that comes in like finding people who are really good. And, you know, at points in their career when they are really good. I think, like, you know, he got Rush, which is a, a complicated movie for me. But, like, you know, he's got this great performance in Daniel Bruhl and just, like, kind of got on the... Um, Chris Hemsworth? Chris Hemsworth bandwagon at a point... In, in a role that, like, he should have been perfect for but was not very good in. And I think, um, yeah, I think Howard deserves a lot of credit here. Like, we talked about it with Apollo 13 where, like... Every actor is on top of their game in that movie. Yep, absolutely. And it just makes for a great movie. And I think it, it makes it very difficult to pick one. But well, the, reason the acting I... needed to be highlighted in this movie because it, we talked about it on the podcast that like, while the writing is good, the actors brought another element to And the reason this. I went with Farrell over Mortensen uh, is because I don't like, I just really connected emotionally to Farrell's character. Yeah, I, and I'm like, not going to argue with you. Like, I mean, it's... They're like both more great. than any other character this year. That thing wow. that just stuck yeah. with me yeah. for some reason. For yeah. some reason, I don't know. <clears throat> All right, Jeremy's number three. Uh, my number three. This is where we're gonna start splitting a little bit. Good, good, um, good. And it's uh, Austin Butler. Oh my God. That's okay. It wasn't Elvis. in the top two. It wasn't yeah. in the top two. I, Austin. <laughs> Blood on the beautiful white couch. I think people will understand why there's blood on the couch. Jeremy yeah. nominated Austin Butler. Oh, okay, never mind. We'll take care of it. To be honest, no. I, I, mean, I, I, I don't think Jeremy's in the wrong. I mean, I, I, uh, this was this this was just keep going like I'm dead. No, no, no. I, yeah, <laughs> I don't think he was uh, Jeremy, was in the wrong. Jeremy was a great father, um, <laughs> husband. No, but like this, I think he's a great actor. I like Austin. I Butler. think he was just. Fucking put in a put in decapitated a, yeah. by his director. Yeah, I, I I don't disagree with that, but I think this performance was just energetic. It was bigger than life. It was Elvis, and 
I mean, I don't know what it, like I, it was just it it bl- kind of blew me away for I a just, movie I that counted. I had. Uh, I hate these performances. I fucking hate these biopic performances. I I think they are such frauds. Like. I like Austin Butler. I think he's got a future. You think, I think but you just look at the mimicking. You think it's just like a... that's all it you is. You just think it's what mimicking. What is he doing? What else is There's he doing? There's more levels to it than oh, that. God, it's so frustrating. Because, like, they, there are movies where, like, Steve Jobs, Michael, Michael Fassbender plays... I know, you can just call, He always goes back to... Jobs. Because it does it right. It doesn't matter if he's the, acting or behaving like the, Steve Jobs. The movie is still about him. You still learn about him. I agree and that it's that so much more interesting and, than and, just mimicking a fucking YouTube clip. And Elvis, Elvis, the film uh, is is has a lot of the problems that you normally talk about for sure. But for some reason, this movie was kind of fun for me to watch and enjoy and and find out about Elvis. I, I think that was an interesting part to me because I didn't know much about him. But also, I, the performance was emotional and weighty, and it felt real. So, see, if it's mimicking or not, I, I don't, enjoyed watching it the recreation of an Elvis concert or performance. But that has nothing to do okay. with Austin Butler. But that, yes, that, and that, but that is a directorial problem. Perhaps. He, in his moments, when he gets to... Sees, I think particularly, I included the clip in the in the podcast. You probably didn't even listen to it because you don't listen to our podcast, Jeremy. But uh, <laughs> when he goes, Mar- Martin Luther King was shot. You know, was, where was he killed? Memphis. Me- in Memphis, and, and I'm here like wearing sweaters or whatever. Chapin like, could have played. But uh, I thought he, I thought he like in those scenes when he's allowed to breathe, when the film is allowed to breathe a little bit, when he is. Um, you know, going, all right, Horge, now you go, you know, that scene, like, he really, there's so much potential there, but, like, it didn't make my list because Baz killed this movie. Well, can I tell I mean, it probably would have been worse for you, right? Something that occurred to me that is making me even more frustrated that I'm now realizing is that Butler was his number three, which means fucking the whale, Brandon Fraser and the whale might be even higher on his list, and that's frustrating. More frustrating than if if, uh, Austin Butler was higher? I don't know. I don't know. I'm so. I'm so. Whatever. Mad. Whatever. I'm so mad now. Okay. Calm down. <laughs> so, so mad for something you knew was gonna happen. I know. <laughs> but but it's like, it's like when you know your team's gonna lose and then they do, you're still fucking mad. <laughs> Where are we? Where are we? I don't even know. Number Where three. Screenplay. Number three. Number Screenplay. Three. Number three. <laughs> Actor. Uh, Bill Nye Living. Oh, interesting. Uh, I, we didn't I, get a chance to talk about this movie. I enjoyed this film. Uh, my mom has a big crush on Bill Nye, so we watched it together, um, and it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, no, it wasn't fun. Um, <laughs> I, Let's talk about this movie a little bit. I actually really like this movie, and I, I really want to watch the Akira Kurosawa movie. It was based on him. Either you've seen yeah, it? I, I, no, you know, I, don't, I watched like all the Kurosawa movies in college, and so I'm sure I watched it, maybe. but I don't remember it. Um, I thought, you know, this is a nice little movie. Um, nice little movie. I think that's how yeah. I would describe and, it. And I think he shines in Ikaru's it. is like two hours and 40 minutes. <laughs> oh, God. It's, it's a nice... And, and I think he's really good. Like I, I mean, he's a great actor, but he just like... I mean, he's a man who is realizing that he hasn't lived a life, and he discovers that. And um, yeah, you know, he goes he he goes from this being this sort of distinguished, reserved gentleman who has to sort of keep all of his emotions very close to the vest, and um, to becoming someone who who is actually an emotive, loving person. And I think he does this so well. I'm glad we get a chance to talk about this movie because I also liked it. 
I also, but I was like, I, well, I don't, this is a, my own issue. Like I have this very, for some reason I have a problem when, with Bill Nighy, like getting past his, what's now seems like a very obnoxious performance in Love Actually. Yeah, oh, but like, on purpose. I it's know, supposed but, to be. but this is so different. Like this is, yeah. like you said, very reserved. And as this movie went on and I like kind of got, came to grips with like what it was trying to say, I liked his performance more. I mean, this but, isn't going to be on any list, right? For, no, I, okay. I, mean, no. I found it a cute movie, and yeah. that's yeah. about but, it. Like, I mean, maybe you a little bit, Lee, but like, I, as someone who works in a sort of nine-to-five office who is trying to do creative things and break out, like, this movie really spoke to me. I get way. that, yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's trying to find a way to get out of the bureaucracy of, of the workplace you work in to actually do some good, and I was very moved by that because that's yeah. something I'm trying to do. I like that. Um, all right, my number two yep. is Gabriel LaBelle and the Fablements. Um, okay. So you nominated Fablements for screenplay, right? And you Correct. talked about the cliches. Well, I, ta- I talked about how they sort of navigated them correctly. I think Gabriel LaBelle saved this movie. I think Especially so when you get to good. those high school scenes, because my second time around, I was like, oh my God, I didn't realize it the first time watching it. I didn't yeah. see the cliches. The second time, I was like, they're all here. LaBelle yes. is fixing it. His performance, especially when he gets to the high school scenes, takes his performance to another level. I think, and I, I think it's I, amazing. I don't disagree with you, but I don't think it's solely on him. I think they knew I, I what they were doing. I think that's true. And I think... Spielberg as a director was also. I think it's able. also a very Spielberg performance. Yes, and, and Spielberg knows how to direct young actors, Spielberg. and he knows and how look, to direct those type of scenes. What is too. this now? So, the uh, the two actors in Close, Gabriel Labelle, these are all. I mean, Labelle's done a little bit of work, but he, essentially but he's, a, he's a, an adult though. But I'm talking about like actors who don't yeah. have a lot of experience yeah. this year that are getting nominated for Fixies, and yeah. I just think he he is so natural in this movie. And like the pressure on him for this role. Agreed. uh, Like name a, I mean, we talk about like, you know, people playing famous people, you know, Austin Butler playing Elvis and stuff. But like, is there more pressure on Austin Butler playing Elvis than there is on LaBelle playing Spielberg in a movie about Spielberg? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. You because, think so? Yes. Yeah, in the, in the general terms. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Ah, I don't uh, know. Can I like, just make a, uh, I want to make an appeal to filmmakers. Like, so much of a performance is in the eyes. And making your lead actor wear contacts just because your younger actor also has those color eyes or because the real person has that color eyes, no one notices that. Or like, but, he was um, wearing contacts and it really distracted me. I hate that. I hate I didn't notice I it, but I oh, always I can it tell. It makes me think of the Irishman with the. Uh, De Niro's eyes, which were so distracting, and that was so distracting. Why? Like no one cares. No one knows who's that guy. You know what De Niro's not? He doesn't have blue eyes. You know what else he doesn't have? The Irish. (laughs) He's also not six foot four. But like, (laughs) you know. Okay, so go ahead, Jeremy. Well, can we not end with a LaBelle nomination on a down note? Like he's amazing in this movie, right? He was a great. the, the, The 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 I think the best performance in that movie certainly. Which I is think a so lot. He's got some heavy hitters. Yep. Yeah, and I look forward to what he does in the Me future. Too, I think sure. he's he's got a lot of talent. Um, speaking of a lot of talent, I don't. This his performance was undeniably good in this movie. That wasn't very good, but it is Brendan Fraser in the Whale. I mean, his performance so, is fucking good. What's your number no, two? He's my number we two. We talked about this when we went out to dinner. That this is something, Chapin, that you and me won't do, but Jeremy will do. Is as he will nominate a performance in a eat, bad movie. Eat two 
pizzas with oh. <laughs> <laughs> with jelly. When we have to eat two pizzas with jelly and sour yeah. cream. Yeah. He'll nominate a performance in a bad movie. Yes. Which part of me is like, I wish I could do that. I admire it. Yeah. Yeah. The other part of me is like, he was my number six. I'll say. Okay. Ultimately. And like, because you're not wrong. Like he, I wish the movie was better. Yeah. Like we, you know, we talked about this with uh, Paul Walter Hauser in. Richard Jewell. Uh, Richard Jewell. Yeah. Which yeah. is my number one. Right. Like, my number one of the year. We wish that movie was like worthy of his yeah. performance. But you can't deny the performance. I take the performance separately than the movie. Like, he did, he put the effort in, he I, did it. And I don't he think like, it ends in the same way as Austin Butler, but I do think like directing and can ruin a, or, uh, I mean, casting, like they say, directing is 80% casting. Okay. But you can cast that person at, like, oh, this is going to be the perfect person for this role. And they are, and then you can direct that movie, create, shape that movie around them, and it's terrible. I don't think quite in the same way as it did with, with uh, Elvis, but uh, just, yeah, just like... I mean, the movie I, didn't I, work as a movie. I thought it was like one of the worst movies of the year. It was a play that they tried to make into a movie that just didn't work. And, and if you watch, off. there's clips of the play on YouTube, and yeah. you look at it, and you're like, why would anybody watch this and think this would make a good movie? I do want to I wonder I, that. I, I wonder if Aronofsky sat in that audience and was like, he did, I'm he gonna must take have. like I yeah. this this is talking to me so much that I'm gonna make it a movie. I can't remember if I text you guys about this, but I think it's worthy of discussion is Aronofsky's actors. Because Brendan Fraser has won an Oscar. Natalie Portman won an Oscar. Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke nominated for an Oscar. Oh, he didn't win? No, he, he didn't. Sean Penn won that year. Um there's some more. But like he, he puts his actors through the ringer, and they get nominated. And uh, did you say Natalie Portman? Natalie Portman won yeah. for Black Swan. I, I know I've been shitting a lot on. Aaron I mean, oh, Ellen Bernstein won. Oh well, she, that no, she was, got nominated. That was one of our top performances great. of all time. Yeah, for Requiem for a Dream. But like, and Jennifer Connelly and Jar- Jared Leto is good in Requiem for a Dream. Yeah. Um, Whatever. Okay, I will say this. I, I they are releasing for some reason the sixteen millimeter shot. Uh, I believe, uh, Pi on uh, IMAX. Don't know why. That's weird. That is such a good movie. You want to hear a such weird a thing movie. that just happened to me? So I scouted the, how, the house of the, uh, the actor who's in Pi. Really? The main guy. And Which like, was like Aronofsky's friend or something. He was like Aronofsky's friend. Um, he never he's really, good in that movie. Yeah, he did, he's really good. Uh, he never really did anything after. Um, let me look he's him up. He's the supporting so can, role. And he's the, he plays the guy that... Oh, you know, you, with, you know you didn't uh, his, name, his name's Max Cohen, but yeah, his parent. I scouted his parents' house the other Oh, day. interesting. Rachel Weisz and Hugh Jackman in The Fountain. I think yeah, they're, they're both, both really good. good. Yeah, um, uh, yeah um, I, I, and you know, I think Jennifer Lawrence is really great in, Mother, in an in awful Mother. movie, Mother, but um, yeah. Noah, uh, don't forget Noah, guys. Well, nobody's good in that. Nothing's okay. good in that. What's, whose turn is it? Um, Yours. I did. Uh, I just did. Uh, Brendan, Brendan Fraser. Fraser. My so you're number two, Chapin. Oh, I thought I was on threes. I'm starting this one. I thought you started this one. I did. My number two was Gabriel Abel. My did number you... two is. What was your number three? Bill Nye. Oh yeah. Okay. My number two is Tom Cruise and Top Gun Maverick. Oh boy. I mean, that's a number five nominee. If I'm going to throw him no, on there. No. It's such a good performance. I want to hear what you have to say because I I, I actually might agree. Not that it, not it being this high, obviously, but I think oh, I think it's a great performance. I think he, I just think like, well, one, I think you have, I think there's no way to do it in the fixies except this way. 
but I think he deserves so much credit for that movie. Like, he made it happen. Like, it's his movie. Right, he should win Best Director. He should win Best Director, Best, <laughs> best producer. producer. If yeah. we had a Best uh, Producer award. But, uh, yeah, look, like, like I, I think what he does as Ethan Hunt stinks. Like, I think, and there'd be a way to really... I disagree um, with that. No, I know. I mean, it's a, it's a great series, and but, like... The movies are good, but, like, his he has character no is... Vol- he's, like, he's not the Ethan Hunt from the first movie. Which he is great in as well. In this film, he is he understands the he understands the part. He's like a little bit washed up, but he's still Maverick. He's still Tom Cruise, and I mean, it's no, a movie star performance in, in in exactly the right way that it needs to be. It is it is the it's anchor a of the movie. Movie star performance. It is. He gives room for everybody. He's got vulnerability. You see him cry, which you don't see Tom Cruise do a lot. In the in the Val Kilmer scenes, his robot tears. Yeah, I think his the best parts of his performance are in the planes because yeah. you watch sure. the other people who I think the other actors are who are. It's, I don't want to say they're bad by any means, but they but like, are. But they're not really flying a plane. Tom Cruise. I'm just joking. <laughs> no, but like you don't feel so, as much like they're acting while they're in the planes, and Cruise is like you just see it on his face, and like I don't honestly like. Tom Cruise is such a like polarizing figure. Not, for not so as many much reasons. anymore. Though. I think a little less now, but like his place in movies right now is so important. Yeah. And like, I, I, you know, Top Gun saved movies. All this bullshit. Fine. Like, I just think like he has. He got to this place where like he's, he's so famous for like so many different reasons that people forgot that he's really good at acting. Yeah, I've never, he is, I've never. I don't not, think any of us have. We've always like, sort we've of, always been I think Tom Cruise. To fans. me in this performance it's the vulnerability that he expresses it's it's the Well, and and I think like I, I know this is sort of like a hackneyed sort of critical thing to say, critics thing to say, but this is a little bit like a uh sort of comment on his career. You know, like it's like okay, what do you what do you what do you do Look, like, like he has, I think to like a lot of people's chagrin, sort of doubled down on the, I'm, I'm Tom Cruise, I have to control everything, I'm only going to make Mission Impossible movies from now on, which is true, except for this movie. And, you know, like he comes in and he does Maverick, and he does what he does best, and I think a little bit this is a, a reflection on his, on his career. And I think he's like really good at what he does, he does it, and they do win you, the day at the end. Okay. But do you want him to... We've always talked about Tom Cruise, the history of Tom Cruise with directors. And like he just, like kind of like Leo, works with the well, best directors he, ever. I mean, you go from Kubrick, Scorsese, oh. PTA. Yeah. Like, he's and, done it, and he's gone through those iterations. And, and Kaczynski... I, I, have a, and I have a counter argument to this, though. Okay, but, but he's really... I mean, you can't deny how good he is in Eyes Wide Shot, in yeah. Magnolia. Well, in all, it's in interesting that you say that because, to your point, there was a scene, or there was a, 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 a clip someone recorded from the Golden Globes where Spielberg comes up to Tom Cruise in Minority Report yeah, and, and says, says to him, "You are the like you saved movies, basically." Yeah, and I was like, "Oh my God, please make another movie together! Like you need to work with great directors because he's look like um, Macquarie and Kaczynski, like they're they they are good journeymen." But they're they good are action directors. They are at his. They are like they yeah. are there to execute Tom Cruise's vision, which you got to give him credit. Like he hasn't directed a movie yet. He probably could. 
I can hope he doesn't. He knows that he needs a director, but he he needs a guy to tell him what to do. And like I I'll, I mean like he was supposed to play Rick Dalton. That would have been amazing. In um, Thirteen Lives, Rick Dalton in uh, Once Upon a Time. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. He was supposed to play the. Um, the uh, I think the uh, the other guy the the Brad Pitt role. Oh, okay. And well, here's what I want to say about your yeah. cruise. Well, both of your cruise, your cruise point about we. I, and I don't disagree that like it'd be great to see him work with some of these great directors again. They were talking about this on the Ringer podcast, and Tom Cruise versus Tom Hanks in terms of like their careers. Who's a bigger movie star? Who's a better God, actor? Like, so on and so a, forth. Yeah. What would you prefer? Cruz realizing that his lane is Mission Impossible and Top Gun Maverick and doing that for the rest of his career? Or Hanks continuing to try new things and giving us his performance in Elvis, The Man Called Otto, yeah, but he's not Greyhound, doing, all he, the, those aren't, yeah, no, the, the difference is Hanks is not, in those movies at least, not working with great directors. But is he trying new things or is he just like... Yeah, eh. I think this is absolutely the nadir of... Tom, of Tom Hanks. How about career. this? How about this idea? Tom Hanks does more interesting roles in better movies, and Tom Cruise also works with great directors. Well, no, I, that's like, the best yeah. of both worlds, right? But if you had to pick one, I'm picking Cruise. This is what he's best at. Even if he's good in these movies with great directors, no, he's I, best at this. I, I, just I think, think Cruise as like a producer, actor, like getting things made. I'm really glad they're still making the Mission Impossible movies. I think they just get better and better. I don't like that character. I don't think that character is interesting at all. I think Maverick is interesting. But I think, think about when he was, when that character was interesting. Who was the director? Brian. Yeah, De Brian Palma. Palma. You know, like he's worth. Well, and the interesting worth. thing is, is that like it was Brian De Palma, then it was John Woo, which we can ignore that. But then it was. J.J. Abrams, which whether you like him as a director or not, like he's interesting. I think he got, I think he got some interesting. And, and you have Brad Bird. You Brad have, Bird got some interesting. And then things. you move into the is that then you move McQuarrie. into the Macquarie's, right? Um, and now all those movies are the same. Now they're enjoyable, but they're all the same. Yeah. Okay. I agree. And they're they're great, but they're yeah. All right. Well, let's not spend most of part two on Tom Cruise. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, that was your number two. Yeah. And I'm on to my number one. Yes. Colin Farrell and the Banshees of Inisherin. You brought this up, I think, with your pick. I, this might be a credit to his year in general. I loved him in this movie. I love that he kind of gets his whole range here because that's another underrated aspect of his acting abilities is his range. And he kind of showcases it all here. Humor, humility, sadness, anger. And I think this is simultaneously a credit to his performance in this movie, his year, and his career. I love Colin Farrell. We've all said it for years. Underrated actor. Your number one? Uh, my number one, I'd nominate him twice. Austin Butler and Elvis. I'm just kidding. It's Colin Farrell. It's like he's my number three and my number one. <laughs> it's, it's, it's that was Colin. the thing you said that's never happened before? Yes, yeah, so I've nominated Colin Farrell number one twice. I don't oh, think and that's, that's never happened. I don't that's, think that's, that's ever crazy. happened. Uh, that's, that's why you put it in supporting. It has happened at the Oscars with our man Jamie Foxx. Um, so, I mean. Fill it up there, Bob. I think just, just the scene alone when he comes in and, and is drunk and the whole you used to be nice You used scene. to be You're nice. You're talking to me now. You used I mean, to be first nice. first of all, it's McDonough's dialogue. Nobody can, will ever in the history of the world be able to deliver it better than Colin Farrell. Mm. He just has... I just said Brendan Gleeson does it better. Well, okay. Well, both of I, I guess to disagree. I guess if there's an argument for one other person yeah, it's in the, the world. It's the other guy in Imbrugge. Yeah. <laughs> okay. um, but it's... I, I, I would... I would disagree and say Colin Farrell's better at the, the comedic aspect yeah. of McDonough's uh, dialogue. 
which is which I despite despite how kind of wild and crazy it is, it's it's relatively. He's obviously going to win. I'm fascinated what your number one's going to be. Any guesses? Antonio Banderas. Uh, performance of the year. And this is your. This is your performance of, of the year. year. I don't know. Go for it. Who well, is come it? on, guesses. I guessed. Uh, Austin Butler, Elvis. Eden Dambreen. Yeah. We're close. Oh, Never acted before. Wow. Performance Blew of the year. Away. Wow. And that's both our number five. So. Um, yeah. I thought he was incredible. I mean, I had Tom Cruise as number one. You know, I was like, oh, this is the movie star performance, blah blah blah. And then I watched Close. Begrudgingly, I'm sure. A little bit, and I was like, <laughs> oh my god. This kid is exquisite. He is a first-time actor. The camera, he, the camera captures him in a way, and and like, this is going to sound simple, but those two actors, the the boy, uh, the uh, the uh, Gustav Dewell and 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 uh, Eden Dambreen, they just, they really just still seem like kids. Yeah, yeah. And like experiencing the emotions of kids. Yeah. And there's never a moment when I doubted him. There are, mo- there are such tough moments that he has to experience and that the camera has to watch. And I'm just like, how does a child do this? Much less, much less an, a- an adult actor, actor but like well, a-, a child. A child that's never acted before. You look at his IMDb yeah. credit. There's maybe that's, credit. But maybe that's well, I, maybe, why it works. Yeah, maybe it Maybe does. that's why it works because he, it's all new to him. I, I mean, want to point out something that's frustrating to me. Well, last year, I had to go, I saw Drive My Car at Kendall. Yeah, I did too. And I'm Not always together. annoyed when I have to go to Kendall. I Kendall drive Square, to Kendall. it's a, it's a uh, theater yeah. in Cambridge. It's a, and it's a really, really great movie theater. We, you and I, I, did we there? We saw, do you remember the movie we saw there? Last? We saw probably several movies I think there. The, the one movie I remember seeing there with you. What was it? Brick. Oh, wow. We held hands. Wow. Yeah. So Brick. it's a really great movie theater. They play great movies. Um, but it's a pain in the ass to get to, especially now where we live in Salem. Um, and I went to see Drive My Car there last year. I really like Drive My Car. Yeah, it was my number two, I think, of the year. But you guys both nominated both performances in that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't nominate any of them, and I regretted it because they were great. Oh, yeah. What was this, the other? What's the, 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 the lead and the man? That, and the woman in it, the driver. Yeah. Oh, I didn't nominate her. I did. I nominated the, um, the deaf woman. Oh, that's right. Anyway, so three performances from that movie got nominated. And then I saw Close at Kendall this year. Same thing. Annoyed that I had to go there yeah. and drive there. And I love Dan Breen, but now I'm wondering maybe he should have been higher. Gustav, I saw, think maybe he should have been on my list. And I'm like, is it just that I'm so annoyed that I have to go to Kendall and watch these movies that I can't get the right experience? Well, it was a bit, you could rent it. It was a little to rent. Well, yeah, but I'd already seen it, and I didn't want to spend 20 bucks to rent it. I um, mean, the, the thing about that performance is, like... And, and the, also the, the great thing about this movie was the subtlety of this poor kid. I mean, he did make a decision where he like felt, as we all do at that age, like a little uh, like uncomfortable amongst your peers and made a decision that like to, to alienate his best friend a little bit, yeah. which is, you know, it happens. And yet now that decision became monumental in his life and he has to deal with that. And that's... I've never seen that in a movie before. And I think it speaks a little bit to the the screenplay too, is that like, you're not telling that, like, okay, I like like to tell the story of a a child, spoiler alert, 
committing suicide <clears throat> at a young age. And I'm not going to tell that through the parents' point of view. I'm not going to tell that from the kids' point of view. I'm going to tell that from his friend's point of view. Yeah. And how meaningful and... Um, I, I read an interesting thing that, like, this, is, this isn't necessarily about... The movie isn't necessarily about, like, loss, but about being alone, which I don't totally agree with, but I did find that in this performance. Like, yeah, I don't know if I agree with that. I don't think so. Uh, yeah, it's... it's um, and, and, and I think, like, like the, 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 this movie is more about the heavy moments after that happens, but there's that moment at school when the, when the two fight. Yeah, and he Which is, is being comforted by his brother afterwards, and he's—it's just—it's like this kid who's trying to be an adult, trying to you know adjust life in high school with girls, and they accuse them of being gay or whatever, and he's trying to separate himself, and then he just like regresses into a sort of teary-eyed. Um, this 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 to me was absolutely the performance of the year. I, I I have a heart. I mean, it was my number five, so I obviously don't necessarily agree with that, but like. I don't. I don't disagree with like your reasonings for it because it's yeah. such a powerful performance, and like to me, well, part of it was like I'm glad. So this is one of those movies not we did not talk about beforehand, but at least we all and maybe might be a regret of ours again. But we all have them on the list. It all yep. affected us. Yep. So yep. Uh, let's see the winner. Oh boy! Best actor. Best actor. And the winner is. Colin Farrell, Banshees wow. of Inishirin, by, by a pretty good margin. Banshees has now won three well, acting awards, all three so well, far. That makes up for the Oscars right there. Colin yep. Farrell wins. Okay, uh, Jeremy, you're going to start us up with your number five best actress. Uh, all right. Stand by. You're going to get another bottle? Yeah, bottle, yep. Do you want to, let's wait, let's just give it a pause here. <sighs> I have to pee in. Thank you, Jeremy, for that. Okay, so we're moving on to... What I think is the most stacked category of the Always. year, uh, and I'm really glad to see that because you know we've had some, uh, you know, lately with I had me trouble too. with this category. Oh, really? Yeah. This has my so, most honorable mentions. Yeah, I have many honorable mentions for this one. This was the most stacked category for me, and that's best actress. And I believe we are starting with Jeremy Fisk. All right, my number five is uh, Viola Davis. Viola Davis, I should say, the Woman King. Um, First I didn't off, see this, unfortunately. First off, good for her. She had to do some... I mean, she looked great in it. I, I think she uh, yeah. did some working out for it. Um, but it's a tough... It's a weird role for... Like, I would never think Viola Davis, action star... Yeah, not at all. Put her in there. Like, she's really good at these sort well, of... she didn't see Black Hat, so... <laughs> uh, like, characters that sort of come in and steal shows. I, I want to say that this... But she still has that emotional heft that Viola Davis brings to everything that really worked for this movie. Again, we've already talked about what didn't work is, is yeah. the glossing over of it, but, but what levi levitated, elevated it was the performances like Viola Davis. Um, she didn't make my list, but I think this like completes the versatility of her. Like, what has she not done now yeah. in a type of performance and done it well? And I think, like, she's definitely one of our best working actresses right now. And, like, you know, I, I, look, I liked her in this movie. There's, there was so much shit about her not being nominated for an Oscar. No black actresses were list? nominated. She's not. Then let's move on. But I'm just going to, like, I just oh, want to say, like, David didn't see a movie and he wants to move yeah. on because he can't 
contribute. My whole point, like this is this is the unfortunate conundrum that the Oscars have put themselves in, but by a, an, a more widely the movie industry has put uh, yeah, themselves so in. The He's just watching stuff while I'm talking. Sorry. What a what this is so he, literally he didn't watch while one, I'm ta- one while I'm talking about the black actress. Tapin's just like let me watch a <laughs> a, a Instagram clip. In my opinion, mm. Viola Davis was not one of the best actresses of the year. And okay. so she shouldn't have been nominated. And to put that, and to say now that we're, like, black actresses are not being nominated is not fair to the people well, she, who are. She was nominated for a fixie right now. So. Right now. Well, so this is... And, but my, also, she's been nominated a lot. But my, my end point is that like, we have fortunately put ourselves in a position... Where, we don't have to answer to nobody. Well, I don't have to worry that Viola Davis wasn't nominated and I don't have a black actress on my list because we have consistently just nominated the best people. And I think... Well, I'm curious where your best people are. So, yeah, just, number, it, number five. Well, I, I just want to say, like, also... Um, question for you. Yep. Would... Let, let, let's say you had to rank Viola, da- Viola Davis over um, Ana de Armas, what would, you, what would your choice be? Viola Davis. Okay, so there you go. So, like, uh, okay, my but number also, five... You know, if, you, if you were going to go there, like, if you're going to rank Viola Davis's career over most anybody else, Viola Davis No, but I mean too. for this performance, for this because year, that's yeah. what no, they were talking about. No, I know, but what I'm saying is it's just like... Her she w- took the fifth slot. Yeah. Her work of art, like... Yeah. Art is, like, you know, no one... Yeah. Ana de Armas... Wasn't even on my honorable mentions, as good as she was. Right. In a bad movie. But only, well, there's a, there's a, speaking of movies where you, you nominate just good performances, like that, that movie ruined that performance for me. Oh, that's interesting. I yeah, mean, she cool. went all out. She yeah. did everything sure. she had to do, but that was just, that everything. was misery porn. It was awful. Yeah. Uh, my number five is Amber Mid Thunder for Prey. I was ho- I was sort of hoping oh, someone would get there. It is Jeremy. <laughs> there it is. That's a great pick. Jeremy was like, somebody's going to nominate something where I'm going to be annoyed that I forgot. Oh, I yeah. forgot I, about I, honorable Prey. mention for me I lo- for sure. I, I love I love the, I love Damn this it. movie. I love you know she's so great in it. Um, she's a, I think she's a little bit of an amateur, but I think she's like super cute. Also have kind of a little bit of a crush so on her. So confident though, like so confident and like. Um, that would have been my number five. You know, like, I, I think what this movie did for the Predator series uh, yeah, reset it it. has a lot to do with her performance, like grounded, um, you know, obviously she, uh, you know, her, she, she sort of has, a, has her, her sort of, um, you know, historical background is, is relates to who she plays. And I think, um, yeah, you know, there, this, this, this could have been like such a, like a girl power kind of cliched performance and yeah, it, was, it was not and i think she just brought that to her and, and i'd love to cast her in a role that i've all right so that th- that's the movie that i forgot about this year like i really liked it it was so long ago and it's interesting because like it. i'd love to see we talked about it on the podcast i'd love to see the predator th- franchise go in the direction of this like yeah. get a you know a young new director maybe somebody who's done some things and like ground it but make it its own original story but then the flip side of that is like, do you want Amber Mid Thunder to be like the face of the Predator franchise now? Like, 
that w- that would be interesting too. On one hand, like no, I think we war. talked about I think we talked about that on the pod that that she can't be because she's obviously going to be killed. Right. <laughs> so, um, okay. My number five. Yeah, Michelle Yeoh from no, Everything no, no, Everywhere no, no, no. All at Once. Isn't your number four? No, no that's my number, number five. five. I started. Oh, right. Sorry. Michelle Yeoh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Um, I'm not going to argue with this one. I think I love Michelle Yeoh. So far, he's not really argued with, with any, any of the, of yeah. the everything. Yeah, else. no, I'll get you know I'll get to it when we talk about the fucking filmmakers. Yeah. Um, I think that. I mean, she's great throughout this whole movie. She obviously carries this movie. One thing I think she does really well, and I, I just appreciated it a lot about this movie, is how well the exposition was delivered and, like, explaining everything. And there's always... We always talk about the, the Ariadne character the, uh, in Inception, where you just ask all these questions so that you can answer it for the audience. Yeah, that's like an Instagram meme now. <laughs> right. And they do that so much better in this movie but sort of doing the same thing. And she even says things sometimes where, like, explain that to me again. Yeah. And it, like, just somehow works because of, like, her character. All, it works like, because the, of the wildness around her. And I think, like, the chaotic nature of yeah. her character. Like, she's, her mind is always going in a million different directions. She's doing her taxes. She's taking care of her dad. She's running the laundromat. She's dealing with her daughter. All these things. And she delivers all these things so well. And her mind is so fragmented, which, of course, plays into the whole concept of the movie. That she's able to, like, you, you buy into her confusion. So you accept when the movie's being explained to her and by extension to us. Well, and I love that. It's interesting. I, I won't talk too much about this performance, but it's interesting because this was a role intended for Jackie Chan. Yeah. And I just remember when I first, I, was, I, had, a, I had a Jackie Chan phase in high school. And I remember when I first saw Super Cop, I was like, holy shit. Who yeah. is this woman? For us, she, it was Rush Hour. She, like, she like matched oh, Jackie she's Chan's... In that. Oh, 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 she like, was in that. I yeah, she, they are sort of like a, a, a double-hander kind of thing. Yeah. And she is so good in that, and she does everything Jackie does, and she did, like she's up to that same performance. You know, like, um, I forget what the, the saying is, but who's the, the dancer from, like, Singing in the Rain? Oh, Fred Astaire? Fred Astaire. And, like, there was, like, well, there's a... There's a you know, his dancing, the woman had to do everything Fred Astaire had to do, but backwards. I forget what yeah. her name is. I, I'm sorry for that. But, um, you know, like, I think women martial artists are, are, are of course, not as, um, you know, lauded as, as, I mean, Jackie Chan's a genius and probably the best in the business, but, um, you know, they don't get talked a lot about. We did Crouching Tiger recently. and First off, I want to just correct us. It's Gene Kelly and Singing in the Rain. Fred Astaire's not in it. No. But I think... I, I think, knew I was wrong when I, I said Fred, Fred Astaire. Astaire so. I think Fred Astaire is the person And Debbie about. Reynolds is... Thank you for correcting that. I knew I was wrong when I said Fred Astaire. But you, moving on. She, I, thought, I, I love Michelle Yeoh, and I'm excited to see that she won. You and, mentioned that it had Jackie Chan been in that role, that the fight scenes would have been better. Which, maybe that's true. I think this movie would have, like, maybe sucked if Jackie Chan played yeah, that role. of course. Yeah, I think, like... <laughs> I mean, yeah. he could have he played the other role. He and can't they, act like Michelle Yeoh can. No, no, no. The other, the husband. He could have played. Oh, he can't act like Kiwi Kwan can either. So, whatever. Move. Let's move on. I love how Jay. So many, how many times has Chavin said whatever? Let's move on in this podcast. Jeremy, you're number drink four. Drink every time Chavin says. Yeah, I'm trying to keep us on schedule. I actually should do it. Let's move on. You should drink. I should do a blow. Jeremy, you, you're up. Uh, by, and let's just clarify that Lee's not doing blow or blowing anybody. Go, go ahead, Lee, Jeremy. Uh, all right, my number four is uh, Penelope Cruz in official competition. That is also my number four. Interesting. Right, she didn't make my list. Uh, I thought she was fucking great in this. I mean, she, she also was... made my list last year. She's doing her best work. Yeah. You don't... 
Penelope Cruz is not somebody I think of as a good Is that actor. annoying? Is no, that annoying on the phone? Go ahead. <laughs> like, I'm not that she's bad, but she's just not somebody I think of as like, oh. Well, I think and I said this last year. Like, so I think she's she just better too. in Spanish. Well, that's, that, that's probably true too, yes. But uh, she, she's so good in this. She's so funny. This um, movie is so funny. Um, and she's, she's if, if you don't appreciate Penelope Cruz, Watch official competition, um, and you're going to appreciate her. And she's she's looking still looks really incredible. Good. God, she is just one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen. Um, she, I think the other two actors don't do don't do this as well. But what she does in this film, she has her role to play in sort of the um, the sort of humorous um, kind of uh, what are we talking about here? The uh, where are you going? Tour water. She she plays the sort of pretentious artist kind of, um, uh, but I love that all her methods end up making sense. Like, they? they they do. Like she has a reason for everything. She's sort of a silly character, but 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 she also like experiences all the emotion of the film very intensely, and that's what I loved most about this character. And like, I think she understands the humor, but she also understands. That she's a real emotional being, and 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 that I think that's what makes her that character a great director. Ultimately, is that she's able to, you know, I I would disagree a little bit with the methods, but the the ability to like absorb so kind of innately. I wonder. Happened. I wonder how much of uh, Alma Do- Dovar like is in her character. Like how that's much? Oh, that's yeah. interesting. How yeah. much he's like just, justifying out. his own craziness? Yeah, she's like taking out all these like all this frustration of working yeah. with him over all these years. Do you think that's how he works? Is that I have no idea. I don't know. I mean, he, she is playing a director. You yeah, know, and she's worked with like, him so much. Um, so, um, so that was your number four. That was my number four. And, your, yeah. and yours? Yeah. So I just blew a point oh four. Um. So I'm on my number four now. Mm-hmm. Again, somebody who has never acted before. Frankie Corio in After Sun. I liked her. Yeah, I loved her in this movie. I, I feel like I, we never got to talk about this movie. Maybe this might be the only opportunity. We did. We, did. we talked about it. We had oh, a yeah. podcast on it. Oh, right. You, if you yes. listened, you'd Point remember. Point five. Yeah. So I could drive right now? Yeah. Don't think so. I, I just think she's working so beyond her years here. She, like, captures this, like, 11-year-old's anxiety. And, like, I don't know. I, I, I actually, like, found it very difficult. Like, I like to put my list together and write notes and, like, key, key points I want to bring up. And this was one of the ones I was, like, I don't know what to say. Like, I don't have a, a key note on this performance. It didn't, but for as much as this movie didn't work for me emotionally, like, I just thought she was, she did everything she could. It just didn't like strike me in the same way to... like the close kids did. And no, like... definitely not. It's it's also that might I be mean, true, she's not but... challenged in the same way those kids are. Yeah. That, and she, I think it's that's a very true too. real. I think there's a lot of authenticity. A to lot it. of and, and I related to it like 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 that that period. She's like what like twelve or eleven. Yeah. yeah. So like that period when you're like a little like you're at your end of your prepubescence. I think she captured really well. You're like a little bit interested in sexuality. Yeah. You're a little bit interested in like. You know, growing up, but you're, you're not understanding quite things, in your but not yeah. totally not understanding totally. adulthood. And, and she yeah. really captured that well. And 
And again, I would just think like, is that going to be the, the the movie we like missed this year? Maybe I mean, it is. The, but that, uh, not we all tried. Not for yesers. We all tried. Multiplied it twice. And I just want to now say, Eden Dan. What, what is the supporting actor's name in in Close that I keep forgetting? Gustav Demail. So Gustav Demail. Demail. Sorry. Demail. Eden Dambreen, Frankie Corio, Gabriel Abel. Like these are all actors who either have never worked or have barely worked and are fixie nominees for their essentially first feature performances. And I don't like, like you said, maybe that is the reason, or maybe these small films are in these small directors are better at finding these actors. Um, but I just think that's an amazing thing about this year is how, no. oh, that's... is how good these actors have been. But I love turning this movie. I, I, I actually, I mean, Obviously, none of us nominated Paul Mescal. There we go. Okay. Obviously, none of us nominated Paul Okay. Obviously, none of us nominated Paul Mescal for Best Actor, and he was nominated for an oh, Oscar yeah, and got yeah. a lot of praise for that performance, and I liked him in it. I liked him a lot, too, and so much so that I wanted people, to seek the, out. People saw something that I just missed in that. I don't know. There's I a part of me that thinks that, like, that was the movie that pretentiously, like you were supposed to fall in love with, that didn't work. But it, it, Corio, it 100% was worked. Definitely overpraised. Like the what um, for the three of us to have watched it collectively six times, yeah. and not found what everybody's talking about, I think proves that point. Yeah, they were. I mean, I I know like I, every once in a while I listen to film spotting, and they were saying like he did stuff they'd never seen before, and I'm see, just that, like that's I my just problem with that podcast now is that I have a hard that. time with like those guys are such scholars <laughs> that like it's hard to they, they, they've I don't lost to that. Anyways. they've lost their grip on like the reality of enjoying a movie at this point. We shouldn't talk about other film. This is the best film podcast. It's true out there. So Jeremy, go ahead. <clears throat> my number three, Michelle uh, Michelle Yu. Yep. yep. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Right. We already talked about it. I mean, she carries the weight of that movie. She does everything that's needed. She she grounds an unrealistic story. Yeah, that's true too. Like, yeah. My number three is Tang Wei. We we talked about this. Uh, I, I I think it's a I think it's a lead performance. I think you're right. I I, I I didn't think of it, but I probably should have, and we should have discussed it. I think I, I was think she it on is your supporting. Yeah. Okay. Well, and that's and yours. No, she did not make my any of my lists. Oh, okay. So fortunately, we're not going to end up in a situation where she's deprived of a nomination. Okay. But but yeah, I, I uh, of a win. I mean, I I don't know. Like I hate to bring this back to me, but like, no, you don't. No, I do. Uh, yeah. Go on. People like you know that I, I'm dating, mm-hmm. and you know you you see like the way that woman is falling for him in this very weird way. And I don't know. It was so often to, uh, authentic. authentic. Chapin said I struggle with words. He blew a 0. 0.04, uh, wait, 0.05. And words have become a challenge to, here on this audio uh, medium. Um, but yes, I, I, she was the heart of the film for me. And she's so beautiful. She's 100%. so good. She's so engaging. So like... Um, you're drawn to her in such a strong way. You you disagree, Jeremy? Here, I, I think uh, that movie didn't work. 
I'm so me. surprised. I'm so a, surprised. I want you to watch it again. I really do. Like, yeah, find that. the time to do. It seems I know like it's such a. Huge I know it's hard to, to go back to. Like, we obviously have so much to watch, but I want you to watch it again. I, and I'm looking at my list now, Chapin, and just again, like I said, I nominated her for supporting, and we try to so not if, have this right. mistake happen. But I'm looking at. I think she Where probably would have been go? my number four. Okay. So that would have moved Corey, Frankie Corey to number five and Michelle Yeoh off the list. And I'm, I think that's where she would have ended up. Maybe, maybe number three, which I'm about to get to. But I love to, I, I mean, I, I agree with you, Chapin. Like, there's this, this magnetism to her. And, like, the reverse is, this, is also true. Like, you understand, like, her obsession with him. My number three, I don't think you guys saw this movie. Wait, I uh, want to say something, though. I know we talked about diversity. Asian people counts as diversity. That's true. And we've got a lot of nominations for them. And we have, Asians so far we have had... different. <laughs> okay. Go ahead, Lee. Sorry. My number three is Mia Goth in Pearl. Oh. She had two movies this year. She did. She also had X, which I was I saw not X. a fan of. I saw X. I thought it's X, the same mo- story, it, right? It, it, it is. is. So here, here's what I want to say, and if you guys will allow me a minute. I, I wasn't a big fan of X. I thought it was essentially a movie we'd seen a hundred times. A horror movie we'd seen a hundred times. Was Jenna Ortega naked in that? No, she was not. She was the only one that did Um, Not that, I mean, anyone. If you guys wouldn't mind staying a little focused. Sorry. (laughs) I like how there's a movie called X, and you guys are like, was Jenna Ortega naked in that? (laughs) I just think she's great. I love her. I like her too. In that show. Um, And Jenna Ortega, obviously, was like a side character in that movie. Mia Goth and Ty West, the writer-director, kind of formed these movies, X, Pearl, and next year there'll be a movie called Maxine that's also part of the same story. Pearl was only slightly better than X, but oddly, the existence of it made both better. Interesting. And it's like the origin of that character of Pearl, who, for those of you who haven't seen it, is the old woman in X. And Pearl is about her as a younger one, but Mia Goth's age. Played by... Played by Mia, Mia Goth, Goth. again. Who's also in the other yeah. one, which is confusing. Right. So this is basically like the coming of age of a murderer. And you can very clearly see the creation of the character in like what Ty West and Mia Goth did together. But she is excellent in this movie. And like I said, somehow... And this is your number to, three. This is my number three. Wow. She was excellent in this movie. And like... She had this amazing balance of being naive and crazy at the same time. And, like, I, I watched more horror movies this year than I ever have. And part of that is because Metacritic. What's you know, the one I like? Barbarian. Barbarian yeah, was yeah, another was one. Good. Love Barbarian. <laughs> I watched a lot of horror movies this year. You know, I thought Rebecca Hall in Resurrection was a, another honorable mention for me. That movie worked because it focused on her character going, like, in her like decline and i just think again with pearl like you when you focus on the character instead of the cliche structure and formula of the horror movie you can you you're so much more successful got it and goth is so so good in this movie yeah, she's, she's great and, and she's she, funny like she's naive she's crazy you see you see the progression into and this is why it makes x better you see how she gets there and it's fascinating all right uh well that's not going to be on our list for sure because we didn't see the movie um all right my number two we're on to number two is, and this was the 
controversy of the Oscars, and I did not understand why it was a controversy at all because I thought she was oh, okay. fucking amazing, and it's Andrea Riseborough for to Leslie. Um, I love this performance, really. She makes the movie. Um, I, I, Chapin, I know you had a hard time getting through it, but... No, I, it was only because I was also on a sleepy plane. on a plane. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I watched it on a plane, too, and I, was, I, I thought she kept it super engaging. Uh, it's such like a... That's how dedicated we are. We're on our we way don't get to screeners. the Fixies, and we're watch, still watching the movies. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, it's a tough performance. It could be super... Sh- it could have been super showy. But it was. But... It was to an extent, but she oh, made thought, it real. Yeah, she was great in that. I, I mean, thought she was really good. Again, this is another real. example. I didn't think that movie was good enough, although it's better than The Whale, for sure. Oh, it's definitely better than The Whale. It's at least, you can, you can yeah. You, you, can, you can You can enjoy the, this movie. Um, yeah, I thought she was fantastic in this movie. I cannot wait to see her again. Uh, yeah. Well, and she's been in tons of in stuff. Mo- in most years, I think this would be by far the best actors. Mm, that's interesting. Interesting. Kate Blanchett, Tar. Oh my God, we're not going to have a unanimous number one. Um, How is this new? Year yeah, look, two? Like, I, like I don't. I'm not. I know you don't like a Kate big Kate fan Blanchett. of Kate Blanchett, but she just really pulled it through for this movie, and um, I don't agree that she it can only be played by her. But I think. I'm not saying it could only be played by her, but I think she really added the, yeah, she the really added a lot that to you it. guys um, are talking about. Well, I think this is another example. I, I mentioned it with Mia Goth. It's like the, the director and the actress working together to create a character. Yeah. And be, it's really successful. All right, and, let's get through a number two. So we well, can I want to hear what else he has. No, go ahead. We can talk about it more, I guess. Yeah. My number two, speaking of actresses that Japen doesn't like, Margot Robbie in Babylon. I thought about her for I, number I, five. Jesus I don't. You guys are crazy. She's so good in this movie. She. It's her most. Why, I don't put us together. I thought she. It was between well, her and Viola Davis okay. for my number five. Where I won't put you guys together is that I know that you don't have this like unrealistic issue with her. I do not at all understand your problem with her as an actress. I. I think she's a good actor. I don't think I, I don't. She's not my favorite actress. I don't love her, but I think she's been good in everything. Yeah. And this is her most. Even if this isn't her best performance, I think it's her most committed okay. for okay. sure. I know you don't I, move us along. I'm not moving us along. I'm gonna, I'm commenting on this. Okay. I don't know that I have an explanation as to why she's not good, but I think I have an explanation as to my feelings about her. Okay. I'm curious. I think that. Margot Robbie and Brad Pitt ruined Babylon. And I, and, I, and, I, and I say that, I don't mean that they were like so bad that they made the movie irrelevant. But I think had those two you characters... Too glossy? Two characters been cast different roles or di- with different actors, I think that this movie would have been, have been on my list. Okay. I, would have, I would have maybe agree with that with Brad Pitt, but I do not too. Mar- Margot Robbie. I, I, I think, think I, I can get behind that theory with Brad Pitt. Well, and I don't think he hurt the movie. I, I don't think he helped it either. And, I, and look, I, but I, Robbie I wanna, was in perfect synchronization. I don't, with I don't this think movie. so. I think she had. I think she has great scenes. I think she had great scenes. I think I nominated her, or at least I almost nominated her for um, the Fox News movie. Yeah, for yeah, yeah, I did for um, a bombshell. Yeah, bombshell. 
she has scenes where she's so good. The scene with where she has to raise her skirt. Yeah. Um, the scene where she's doing the take after take after take. She's very. I, I, I think my problem with her is the complete performance. It's just not. Okay, and cohesive I wanna... enough, and and she has she, she's just I just see through her. She just seems fake. She just seems like she's acting, and Brad Pitt just seems like he's Brad Pitt. So I don't agree with that last part, but I do agree, and and this is where my net one and two were sort of neck and neck. But what separated them is that there were those moments in Babylon where she wasn't perfect, and there's moments where she's amazing, but like if there's a miss, can it be your best performance of the year? And that. And if possible, no, right? So I don't entirely disagree with you in this case, in this performance, that she doesn't deliver every scene perfectly. But what I give her so much credit for is her commitment to this performance. And this movie required an extravagant commitment. And I think she pulled that off. And watching it, I don't know who else, and I'm sure there are actresses that could, but I don't know who else would have done it as well. I think, it's a, I think it's a very brave performance. I just don't think it's a complete performance. And if you look at like, Ana de Armas gave everything to Blonde. But okay. like, it just, it just like doesn't all work together. Margot Robbie gave everything to Babylon and I think it does work together. Uh, no, I, I, I agree and I think I could see her slotting in at number five maybe for me. It's like really close. Um, but we're on to number one, number one, which I think sounds like Lee and I might have the same number one. So yep. we'll just do it. Kate Blanchett in Tar. Let's talk best, about it. Maybe uh, it's had Colin Farrell. All right. So this is probably the best performance of the year. The Colin Farrell in 13 Lies is the most favorite. meaningful for mm. me mm. Your performance favorite. of the year. So I think I need to distinguish these two. But uh, yeah, like I said, I think I, I clearly give her far more credit than you guys do for the success of this movie and what works for this movie. She's just... I, mean, I think it's all part of the package, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sure. It's all her. If, if she doesn't work, the movie doesn't work. Yeah, I mean, that's true. That's true, for sure. And I think, like, what gets lost in that is the nuances and, like, the transitions that she makes between being pretentious, which is very clear, to being paranoid, which is very clear, then to, like, the scenes where she is just absolutely full of shit. Yeah. And, like, being deceitful. Like, I just think, like, these things are so good. And I, think, I go back to the same scene that I talked mm-hmm. about before with the supporting actress, with Nina Haas's reaction to it. But when she's trying to suggest the audition for, for the companion piece, mm-hmm. and the lead cellist is like, oh, how are we going to have time? Oh, yeah, sure, that's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. She thought of all of this, but she's trying to play it off as like, oh, yeah. uh, I'm just trying to be natural and I'm not trying to like deceive all of you guys so that I can fuck this new cellist from Russia. Like, what do you, I always wonder, like, what, do you, what would you guys think of this movie if it was, if it was a, a male character? Would this movie work? I think it makes it so much more unique to have a female character in this. I think it's, we'll, we'll get to it, but I think, I think it's brilliant to do it that way because it's talking about these issues from a almost like almost divorced from the like sort of the issues become the general, less, yeah. yeah exactly they become more about the actual issues than like a sort of a I think that's a good point con- yeah. condemnation of men yes great point uh, um, you're number one I think, think she I think she look my problems with Tilda Swinton. Uh. <laughs> Tilda Swinton is my I thought this was going to be your number one, one. internal and, and I, I, I will just say Tilda Swinton in 
Eternal Daughter. All right. And wow, God, I wanted this to make my list that I couldn't. It's just... um, I, I, I mean, Tar. She was my number. She was like, how can anybody beat her? And then I saw Tilda Swinton play two distinct roles. They no, they are distinct. They are. Okay. They are distinct, and do an exceptional job with them. And I totally bought that she was both the elderly mother and the younger daughter. I really wish that this wasn't a continuation of the souvenir. Why does that? You could separate it from that and never have seen the souvenir. And yeah, I don't understand why. It's just for some reason like it. Why would that bother you? But why is it there? Who cares? Like that a middle-aged woman is making a a a, making a a a trilogy of her. I just didn't life as the world's. I I really liked the movie. I just didn't didn't think either performance was. Oh, I love her in blowing. And and now that Chapin's talking about it, it probably should have been on my list. But yeah. I, I really enjoyed this film, and it's it's just all her. It's it's either it's either Tilda Swinton as a fifty yeah. something or Tilda Swinton as an eighty something, and extraordinary. And if you, I think this is like a like a like everybody from the actor studio should watch this movie. It is a lesson in performance. Are we we still do an actor studio. <laughs> Who's doing that now? Because we should do it. Right? We should fill in. Yeah. Like get your film fix uh, actor studio. All right, so that's great. Bef- uh, Let's see. Let's see the winner, and then I have to bring something up. Oh, okay. The winner, guys. The winner is gonna be my number one again. Kate Blanchett. Blanchett. Oh my happy, god! What a fucking blowout. Yeah. blowout! By a blowout. How do we not know that was coming? Yeah, we, yes, did. we did. Well, that was the closest because one, one, two. That's yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're not gonna beat that. No, I was sure that was gonna be unanimous, but in hindsight, I I I forgot about the Eternal Daughter, but you had really. Mentioned, like yeah. said, we need to watch that. Evidently, I'm a fan of this woman. Yeah. You were big on the souvenir, and I no. should say, I. Are you talking about Tilda Swinton or the director? The Joanna director. Hogg. Yeah, Joanna I, Hogg. I liked the souvenir, specifically the first one, a lot more when I revisited I seen it. Two. So I watched the two last year. Part two. I watched Souvenir Part Two last year because it would it was in contention, right. and but I rewatched the first one before, and I really really liked it, and it makes me wonder. And I want the Eternal Daughter was the last one on my revisit list. That I was like, if this goes on a platform for free, I'll definitely rewatch it. But five ninety nine again. <laughs> okay. All right. But, I so, want to hear what Jeremy has to say here. Yeah. Uh, so we're about to go into the big categories. So Director before, and picture. Before we do that, regret so far. Let's let's go um, over. That's a good. Yes, I, I'm starting to think I maybe that maybe Tilda Swinton should have been my number Shit. five and. Maybe, maybe the the uh, the supporting actor in Close, or maybe Eden Dambreen should have been Definitely higher. Definitely supporting actor in Close. I I wish I put uh, Prey. I wish I thought of for best uh, actress. Um, Guys, we're not there yet to have regrets yet. Yeah, we well, we're going to talk about it a lot at dinner. But I, yeah. uh, these are like the immediate regrets. Just thoughts so far. Regrets so far. Okay, Chapin, Chapin do you have any? Do you have? Or are you, are yours yeah, your perfect? Perfect list. <laughs> Oh, I definitely have regrets. I don't know that I've. Um, no, no. I, regrets. Look, let's move on. I've had a few. Okay, Lee, you're going to start us off with director. But then again, did you start us too last few time? to mention? Um, no, I did. I just started, so you are. Oh, up, I'm up. Yep. <laughs> and what a great pick to start with. S.S. Ranjamuli yes. for RRR. He didn't make my list, but I'm so glad he's on your list. Um, this movie's not going to show up again. 
It's not going to be. Not. A, it's not going to be on my best picture list. Oh, interesting. But uh, boy, I I sure enjoy this movie, and I'm thinking about it a lot. You're welcome. And again, thank you, Lee. Uh, I I kind of like I kind of again like I kind of doubled down on the vision, and I think these these two did, and I've I've watched that goddamn dance sequence at least five times, and shown it to people. Um, I, I yeah, like I I really think. Um, I don't know. This is such a fun movie to watch, and it's like awesome. Uh, you know, like I think we've gotten some. You know, we've gotten some really, you know, sort of beautifully, beautifully Spanish movies, beautifully Korean movies, beautifully uh, Korean this year. But then this is this is our Bollywood entry, and I had a, so much fun watching it. And it's it's kind of definitely like, the first Bollywood uh, nominee, nominee for yeah. the Fixies. Yeah, and I mean, I it's give possible it, it's the first Bollywood movie I've ever watched. And they were so I don't know who won the award. I don't know who those guys were, but for the, the Natu Natu, yeah, they won it, song. and it was so fun to see them up there. And it just it just embodies like. I don't know. I, I wish it, it, it's sort of like what I wish Marvel would be or these movies, you know, I'm going to take your Marvel point, And if you guys wouldn't mind me a minute to give you a little anecdote for, for my number five. Go on. Um, I was watching man in the Wasp. I was watching man. black Panda, black Panda, Wakanda yeah. forever. Black Panda. black Panda. I want to see that. Panda, black Panda, <laughs> black Panther. Maybe you should do a blow now. <laughs> I was watching Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, um, a movie that will wait, not wait. not get any nominations. Um, that won't get any nominations for me. But I was like, it's 2022. I can check it off. And at one point in the movie, for those of you who have something, seen something's it, something's over there. Don't be annoyed with me. I'm just no, being, no. I'm, uh, okay. Go ahead. We're good. Yep. Um, at one point in the movie some blue people come out of the ocean. And my reaction was like, oh my God, it's the Na'vi. And of course it's not because that's Avatar and not um, Black Panther. And I started thinking, I was like, oh, is Avatar just a fucking Marvel movie? And I was like, what is the difference? And I realized it's fucking James Cameron. And that's my number five. Holy shit. You of all people. Holy shit. Now something that very rarely wow, happens. This is a Honestly, surprise I, we, I of the think fixies. Surprise of the fixie. Now something that rarely totally happens, agree. but is not unprecedented. Not making the top ten. It is not in my top ten. Not a surprise there. You hate it. You didn't really didn't even like it. No, that is wrong. And that I argue, I was the counter argument on that podcast. But I enjoyed Avatar: The Way of Water. I think it has did its you? problems. I think. Did you watch it twice? No, I only oh, saw okay. it once. I enjoyed it. Now, here's the thing. For all of Cameron's issues with story and whatever else you want to say when it comes to filmmaking, he makes up for a hundredfold in his execution of his vision. Yeah. And nobody, nobody can do what he does. And that is what separates his movies from a Marvel movie. It is so perfectly executed. I think the story's silly, just like the first one. I think this is going to ultimately be a forgettable movie. I would agree with that. I'm and, already starting to forget it. Yeah, it's but, I've seen it twice, too. <laughs> but what he does is extraordinary. And he was actually higher on my I director list at one point. I for that, Lee. That's great. Because he... And I, I love his movies, Avatar excluded. Like, I love the term... We're gonna, we talked about doing a... 
Terminator versus Aliens. I, I do. I do have to say that. Uh, you know, I was I was having a little bit of a tough time, and I probably should have watched Woman King, but I I I I, I was. I'm adjusting to a new sleep schedule with my, my, my daughter and I had a day off and I needed to fall. I, I, I fell asleep on the, on the couch watching Terminator 2 Judgment Day streaming. And then I had forgotten that I had ordered it on 4K Blu-ray and then I rewatched it on 4K Blu-ray. All right. Well, we're going to do a podcast on Terminator 2 much, versus yeah, Aliens now. and determine the best one. And I, and I love James Cameron's movies. I don't and, think he has made a bad movie. I don't think that that's true either. And I, I think both the Avatar movies are good. I just think they have these problems. He also problems. doesn't make many movies. No. Go ahead, Jeremy. I just think they have these problems. But as a director, as a visionary, there are very few, if anybody, that can do it like he does. And he should be nominated. So he was my considerate. My number five went back and forth between, I think, three or four different. There's one that I hope so is on you. your list, Chapin. That didn't make my list, but I'd like to talk sure. about. So maybe we can do some honorable mentions if necessary. Well, he would be one. Uh, James Cameron would be an honorable mention. But I kind of went with this because I also wanted to talk about this movie a little bit. Uh, uh, it's Del Toro for and Mark Gustafson oh, for really? Pinocchio. Oh, wow. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Okay, I, I want to hear about this. Yeah. I, I really want to hear about that movie was made. What? Portland, Oregon. But it's, it's stop motion animation. Yeah. Who cares where it was made? What do you mean? In a building inside of Portland, Portland, Portland has a, a storied history of stop motion animation. I want to hear. I, this movie wasn't. I wasn't crazy about it. Really, I really enjoyed it. I thought. Uh, I thought it was Pinocchio. Oh, I thought it was Pinocchio elevated. Mm. I thought it was unique. It was Tim Burton esque, almost like that, it. Is that a credit to it? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, this, let's put a, a sign on here. You're currently receiving a. Paycheck from Tim Burton. Actually, he hasn't got any paychecks yet. No, I have not been paid yet. So. <laughs> yeah. We talked about that at the airport. Uh, but yeah, so I don't know. I just I I wanted I wanted this movie to be talked about at the Fixies. Uh, so it's kind of why it is my number five. I I liked it. I liked it a lot. So and I thought it was like you know when's the last time I saw Pinocchio? Probably twenty years ago. And I watched I watched this one and I thought it was emotional. That, number, that beginning of the movie when. He loses his son. Like, yeah, that's, I, you that's know, good. But like, like, and, and it, from there, it grounded the movie and everything else worked. So that's what that. I don't think worked. So like, the big thing about this movie was that like, oh, Guillermo del Toro realized that Pinocchio is actually uh, like a fucked up story and took it from there. But like, del Toro is definitely not the person to like ground a story in realism. Like, well, I think he, he did that with that. Um, no, the, that like, beginning with the, like the so world mystical war, or whatever, and, like, and the, the bomb came down. And you know what I think is interesting is that I did, was uh, historian Lee did Del Toro get any nominations for Shape of Water? Well, we didn't have the fix season. We didn't. No, that no, was the f- year right was before. Well, that was the 2017 movie. So oh, we came back. Okay. We talked about Shape of Water on like yeah. one of our first podcasts. I don't think any of us loved that movie. No, we didn't. But I think since he's made that movie, I mean, we all loved, I think we all really liked Nightmare Alley. Nightmare Alley, we all And then it he's did. done this. Yeah. So I think it's interesting. Okay. Um, number four? Yep. Uh, mine is Romaine Gavras. My number four, four Athena. also. Uh, yeah, again, like. That was um, another one in the rotation for number five. Yeah. I recognize the criticism of this movie being that it's, it's sort of, it's not a, it's not a very, I don't know, whatever. But again, 
much like my number five, doubling down on the vision, committing to it, and executing it in such a efficient and marvelous way. Uh, I had so much fun watching this movie, and it's not a fun movie. It's a, a, it's a terrible yeah. subject, but like, um, I, I I don't know. Like like he's doing well. He's doing Quaron better than Quaron does. I have I some things to that. add here. Well, at least are like clearly the movie his the final product isn't better. Than but Quaron. I have some things here to add that that are clearly credits to the director. Music choices. Sure. Like this operatic music selection that he has going throughout it. Choreography. The direction of extras. Yes. And the fireworks. And the, like, all yeah, of this stuff. I don't know stuff. how, I mean, maybe somebody did get hurt, but I don't know how somebody didn't get hurt. Like, this stuff. is stuff that, like, is critical to this movie. Like, that won't work if everything is not perfect. I mean, the choreography is, like, an easy thing to, like, I mean, put this together, right? Yeah. But then also, like, it's a visceral movie. We could step, we could walk away saying, like, this is an experience. But, like, there's an emotional connection to these characters. These three brothers, if nothing else, two, bro- two of the brothers, have a really emotional conflict that you are invested in in this movie that I think really, really works. But I feel like it, my problem with this movie, and I really like this movie, like I did, but I, I feel like I that, thought you guys liked it more than I did. I'm surprised. That was secondary to, I think, the technical... I think that's probably true. ...aspect but, and like just pull... just. Just the, the, the headroom it would take to pull it off. You can't, yeah. like... How else? It's one or yeah. the other here. Um, so that's my number four also, is Romain Gavrith. Okay. So you're number four. And the, here's one I already kind of regret, and I wish I put higher, but it's, uh, it's Lucas Daunt for Close. Fuck, yeah, number man, four. I about this. Um, I mean, we just, we just talked about it, like how... Uh, this movie is not on the page, is not really anything. But he, he has a vision, and he knows what he needs to do, and he knows the people he needs to get, and, and the, the emotional weight the without it. So here's the camera this close to these actors. Well, like, it's also... And the, and the, the casting is so good. Here's That's the thing true. about this movie that really works. It doesn't, somehow, with the subject matter and the weightiness of it, it does not slide into misery porn. It's a great point, yeah. It keeps... It keeps it above that. And what's it, funny... It, it feels very like a normal life. And, and I think because of that, you're able to... I mean, this movie is so good at distilling grief in a way that, like, actually you can feel. You know, like, I think, you know, tar or whatever, <sighs> like, that, that, like there's, just, there's a little bit just of a distance from that. And, yeah. and I think this film... You're just able to experience what these characters are experiencing, and I think it's a really <laughs> like a, a brilliant dissertation on on grief. I wonder. So this movie obviously was like very well received critically, but like, had it been more of that misery porn that you're talking about, like, does it make more noise? Does it like is it all of a sudden like a more popular movie because like I there is not. this like obsession with movies that like like want to knock you out. I think this is in here. But it's this like, movie it's does so much not more, like. Honestly, just, I watched it with Sarah. She cried through the whole thing. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I cried. I, I cried a, through. You know, it's sad. A little. Bit. I, I watched this with someone as well, and they were having <laughs> not to be named. 
they were having trouble Ridley. getting through it. And, yeah, Ridley was crying through the whole thing, but not for that reason. Um, and, but at the end, it was like, I love like that was the I think that's the best movie we've watched together. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So next, there you go. Whose right. turn is it? Jeremy, uh, sorry, Chapin, you're on your number three. Ruben Ostland, Triangle of Sadness. God damn it, man! I wanted him to be, make my um, list, like because of what we talked about. Like, I think I just figured out why I like him so much. Look, the script is outrageous, and the, the what we see is outrageous, but he films it in such an almost like documentary way. It's a little bit removed. And so that stuff can kind of unfold in front of you. And that allows you to experience all that sort of without judgment and without the sort of... It's a lot of still shots. Yeah. Like you, yeah. the camera's not moving. This is what's happening in the frame. Well, yeah. And I wanted to... He didn't end up making my list, but like what we talked about before is just like just pushing the boundary. It's just like keeps pushing, keeps right, pushing. But, you are but, so uncomfortable, but, but just, just think keep about watching. the way he uses the camera. Like it's not... Like the the things that are happening in the frame are absurd, but the can't like like if Damien Chazelle had directed Triangle of Sadness, it would be like you would you you would be barfing from the camera movements. But he just like lets it on all unfold in front of you, and I think that that's the way to tell the story. Like that just that a little bit removed from it, I think really who. Who photographed shit better this year? <laughs> shit and barfing. There yeah. were some barfing scenes this Ugh, year. And, both, but, and, and that's both. my point, though, is like that scene. 2019 was all hand jobs. Now it's barfing. It's just like that scene goes on for so long. There's so much puking Love and that shitting. Scene. That might be and, the best scene of the year. And like, Usman is like, you're I, I, so. That one. That but one that's was my hard. point. He's like, you're so uncomfortable. But you know what I'm going to do? Keep going. Just keep going. And I love I wish that, that about him. I wish that scene was shorter. Oh, I loved it. Um, All right, my number three. I'm actually really excited to nominate this director. Go ahead. Ron Howard for 13 I, oh, I wanted to nominate I him. I wanted him too. Yeah. Yeah. I just, look. I'm glad he's nominated. I, I want to say I love Ron Howard. I don't think I do. I love Apollo 13. And what he, we talked about Is on the podcast. Is this his second best movie? It probably is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And his restraint, we talked about that, his direction of actors, some little things, just like directing 101, changing the color of the line under in the cave so you know where you are as an audience, different color wetsuits for the characters so you know who you're watching. I'll say the, like, the, the little preambles of where they are in the... Exactly. Yeah. Like all these things. This is okay. simple shit. And maybe Ron Howard needs to simplify things but he directs a very good movie and like Tim, what are you watching uh my unfortunately my director's list did not sync with my list on oh things so i have it i have to have oh, okay. i did it on the plane so i just I, think like there's not something like, like what uh, romaine gavris does or cameron does or uslan does here that cameron does but like I think we talked about it on the pocket. The restraint is the biggest credit. Like he doesn't get cheesy. He doesn't right. get saccharine. Like and he doesn't. You can see the experience. Yeah, yeah, that's true too. You can see he know he's done this for a long, long time. And he know, yeah, and and this. And is, you wish he spent the last twenty years doing the same thing. Or not just finding these type of stories. He's good at these type of stories. Yeah, Apollo the, elev- 13, the elevator 13, pitch. Yeah, yeah. thirteen yeah. lies. Like he's the number thirteen in it. Yeah. As long as there's 13. <laughs> <That's true. Yeah. laughs> Got to be 13. Okay, Jeremy. Uh, have we had any repeats so far? In the uh, Gavris, we both had it number four. Okay. 
Um, <clears throat> my number three is Edward Berger. Berger. Yeah, for all quiet on all the Western quiet. Front. Um, See, I think this is more. I think this is better than the cinematography, oddly, because I think it's like the full creation putting all of, those yeah. pieces together. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this movie was this movie stuck with me. See, for me, I'm still stuck on like what was the point of this movie? Although no, I just it think was it good. was it, so well done. I mean, weirdly, uh, come and see kind of elevates this movie for some I mean, reason I, there because there's have a been an lot. Yeah, there's a lot of that in this. Like, it, it's about his face. It's yeah. about his like going from. Uh, you know, excited about war and happy and looking forward to serving to the end where he, he's just like... Dead? Well, to <laughs> right before the end yeah. where he's uh, drained and Yeah, I wonder and how much Come and, Come and See was an influence on this film. I mean, a better, that's a better film, but... Oh, but yeah. Come and See is one of the best films I've ever seen in my life. I mean, it's... Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, I... I I think this is a really outstanding achievement. Yeah, you know, I, I think we're, I think of... we're getting a little bit blasé about war movies because we've seen so many. I think many that's part of it. And... I think I had a hard but time with like the, pretty... the point of that movie, and I thought a lot about. You got in my head with that. I thought Son a lot about that movie when I was putting my nominations together, and it didn't make any of my lists. Like I love seeing a guy crushed by a tank, you know, like that's. And I it, and I really alley. I don't I don't want to go so far as to say I regret it not being on my list, but I do well, really I, wonder I if it should have been. I definitely regret it. I do wonder if it should have been on my cinematography or maybe even director. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It's on all my list. I don't know who would have fell off here okay. to be honest, but number two, Todd Field, Tar. Um, also my number two. I got I got to knock him a little bit, just Ooh. a little bit, because doesn't make my list, guys. Oh, for fuck's sake! I think I think. Look, like so much has been written about, like what happens in this movie, like what what's actually going on. Yeah, and I think, I think that is just a little bit of a discredit to Todd Field. I think I I don't I think disagree. he just like didn't. Like he didn't do. So just, you're just, starting your number two with a okay. discredit to the. Well, I'm gonna get two. into that too, because because like. He's not, he's just leaving it a little bit too open to interpretation. I have a, my, I interpret what he's doing, and I said that on the podcast, and I, and I, but I don't feel confident in, in, in his position. And I think maybe just a little, just a, just like a one So it sounds like my argument for why I didn't put him on my list. Okay, well, that's, go on. that's great. But like, ultimately, uh, you can look like I, I. I think I've said this a couple times, and I think of you when I say this. But like my first year in college, I took you know arguably after going to one of the top film schools in the country. I think my my this class at one of the this dinky little place I went before I went to Emerson was the best film class I've ever had. Philosophy and film. The, the first thing we learned was films are not about answering yeah, questions; they're about asking questions. And this film lets you decide. And I think. That's really that's like a, a a a positive and a negative, and I think this film is so open to interpretation, and I think that's because he's so subtle with his direction, and I think you know he, this is a guy who's probably most famous for his role in a Stanley Kubrick movie, and you never question what Stanley Kubrick's doing, but in this film, he's just like he just leaves, he just lets you decide, and he presents the facts and. I don't know. And so to piggyback on that, there is nothing I like more than 
the the opportunity to study a movie. And like guys, I don't think I don't think Todd Field, I don't think I don't think anything in this is a happy accident. I think he had like everything figured out. And part of his intention was for you to study this. And like I I love that. I love like that every time I watch a movie that I can go down a different rabbit hole. And I think when Todd Field gives us that opportunity, it's just like it, it's just like such a complete understanding of what his objective was. And like I just think that's that's brilliant. Like I just think also, like, he gives you so many avenues and his movie is about so many different things. We we've seen the third film from two brilliant auteurs in twenty twenty two and I think the, the one I'm thinking of that compares this is Nope, which I don't think has made any of our list yet and probably won't. But um, I think in the, 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 the two sophomore films of both of these directors, I think they were trying to do something different from their first film, and they returned to form. You're talking about Little Children film. and Us. And Us. And I think they returned to form in their third film, and what he did so great. And Jeremy, i got to give you credit for this. I know you're not a big Tar fan, but... like. I, you know, I borrowed the in the bedroom DVD from my roommate Jeremy, uh, and I was Somebody entranced else. by that film. What a good movie! Um, such a great film, and I think he returned to that subtlety, that sort of present the facts and let the audience decide morality here in such a more complex way, though. Definitely more complex. Yeah, yeah. I think we can all agree on that. And I, I, I don't know this, but like it had been sixteen years between Little Children and Tar. But, like, this movie felt like Todd Field spending 16 years, like, formulating this. Also, that, I also think it's, like, I think of, of the list, like, the most modern film, too. Yeah. The, for, the film covers, is dealing with the most yeah. issues. But, okay, Jeremy, number two? Um, that's All my number right. two also, yeah. Yeah, so uh, my number two is uh, Park Chan-wook for Decision to Leave. Wow. Holy mm. shit. Um, this is a movie that I just kind of... It's amazing. Direct. I don't know how it didn't make my list. Just because yeah. there's not there's too many people here. To to me, this is about the direction. This is like a For movie sure. that just screams a talented. So filmmaker. this is interesting because a movie that didn't totally work for you. It didn't totally work for me. It's not on my top ten. I'll tell you right now. Holy shit! Um, but, so that's happened twice in this category. Yeah. Two. I nominated Cameron, and you nominated Park Chan Wook, and I yeah. nominated RRR. It's not also not in my top. So three. Directors not that you, didn't make you a guys top 10. know what I'm saying when I watch I do. when it's you a, watch this movie. This is just somebody who's really good at the art, and like we say, they're so ballsy. They'll try anything um, with these sort of films, and that's I love that. Do you uh, think that is part of what is appeal, like making these like whether, Korean movies appeal to American audiences? No, I don't think they like, care about American audiences. No, I mean, but but those movies are oh why movies, they're appealing to are us? appealing yeah, to yeah. us? Like do Maybe you think that's it's part just like of this? But, innovativeness that's but the like, reason like it makes my list for number two as as best director and it doesn't make my list for top 10 is um <clears throat> just because it didn't come as a as a complete work like work for me i still really really appreciated what he was doing and trying to do here and i love that so number two all right number one's joseph kaczynski top gun Maverick. Ah. Mm, it's a bit what I don't think that should be number one. It shouldn't. Why not? I'm starting to get, I'm starting to get nervous that Top Gun is going to be your number one movie of the year, and it shouldn't be. 
Okay, so <laughs> it's like changing. Here, here's what I think. I think that I think I think Top Gun Maverick is not a great script. No, this and is... I think the guy took this script, not a, not a great script, with all the. But I think this is like back but all to the, the script Tom problems Cruise. are still there in the movie. But all the all the issues that all the movies are stuff, and he made a great film. He made a Fun very movie. great. Enjoyable movie. Yes, and, yep. and and but I think this could be a Macquarie. This could be a like. I don't think so. A, I, I think I, I don't think, think he's. I think he does. I think what is he, he. I think he. Are you really just? Give, is this just a way to give it to Tom Cruise? No, no, no. I think Tom I think Cruise. I think Tom. I think it, 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 I think I'm giving it to him because of Tom Cruise because I think it's it's not an auteur directing. Yep. It's not that. It's taking all these elements and making. A very digestible, relatable film that we all loved. We all I, loved it. Hold on. Digestible, relatable. What, what is digestible and relatable? Who gives a shit about everything else that happens in Top Gun? I it, agree. The stuff Lee, the, I where, agree. where credit that's is due screen, is the aerial stuff. Like, that's great. That's, that's a screenplay and producer thing. But he, and he directed what, what was the second best performance of the year, in my opinion. I, I think the guy really distilled everything down and was able to, to pull... I think like, this is a stretch, Japen. I think this I, one's a stretch. Here's, well, here's the thing. is There is 100% credit due to the direction of certain aspects of this movie. There, the final 45 minutes of this also, movie is you amazing. You also have a blueprint. There is a Top Gun. Yeah, but I, this is different. So, this movie is better than that an original movie. It is. And that's and, tough. And he with, directed... With the director we were all talking about... But it's not like... of nothing. I am, on not, our I am not at all criticizing his placement as on, on your list. I think number one is wrong. But because like there are... There's amazing things in this movie that he directed. But the movie as a whole is so reliant on like small aspects of it and we might get to this a little bit more later with like how powerful those aspects are which is why i think it's okay to say that like he is one of the best directors of the year but to be your number one like this movie is not good enough as a whole like the, all the things you're talking about in the script are still in the movie but again you you forget that i'm trying to distinguish i know i get between that. the be best directorial job i think with what he was up against and what he the, what that's he, true I, we're going to be all over the place because I know you, your number one's not going to be my number one. What's your number it's one? It's definitely not going to be Chapin's number one. My number one is Damien Chazelle for Babylon. Oh, God. I, I don't know why you guys don't like this movie. It's like we're all, all over all the place. Alleys. I get it. I get it. I get it. I mean, had he not cast the two people in okay, those Okay, and that is the fucking dumbest hang-up ever. Because, like... It's not. Casting is 80% of directing. That's some, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> 80%. But casting is 150%. <laughs> um, look, I think Chazelle is a visionary director. I I think I don't think he's made a bad movie. I don't La La Land is his fourth best, but I don't hate Babel. I mean, I don't hate La La Land. No, I, I, I sort of love the if La La Land is the dream, Babylon is the nightmare storyline here. But I also think like if we want to talk about a, a vision, Babylon is Chazelle's vision come to life, like amazingly and like so well crafted. I mean, I such a like 
I wish this movie worked better for me. I, I, I just, I wish, I don't, what doesn't, what bothers me is not that you guys didn't like it. What bothers me is I don't understand why you didn't like it. Like, I don't, I, just, I get that, I like, think, like, as a whole, it just, I think it was the, the outrageousness of certain parts of it just, that I, I just didn't, mind that didn't at all. feel worth with the performances, but I love the outrageousness of it, because I think he executes it so I brilliantly. I think, I think he's a brilliant director, like, and I think his, like, his brilliance is on, it, you see it here. I, so I don't, you're like every other movie with him. So Whiplash, yes, I think. I, I like La La Land. No, First Man. Yes, Love Babylon. No. Yeah, yeah. I think like an like, example. How could he not be one of your most I, I liked Babylon, and I think it's an interesting movie to watch. Can I I've say my example twice. of like the outrageousness that I okay. don't think works? Third act. No, it's like the scene with the rattlesnake. I think is just it's it's a different movie. Mm. It, Which like, scene is that? Like she goes out. She and says, wants, "Like says, you want to see wanna, my dad fight yeah. a snake," and then she does, and he gets she gets bitten, and it's yeah. like chaos. Yeah, I mean, I could have yeah. thrown that scene out. But yeah, yeah, I think you could have probably much. thrown that scene out, and it doesn't work for the movie. Uh, I don't know. I wish I liked it more. I wish number I liked one. It more. Please don't be fancy. Uh, my number one is a guy you guys might have heard of, Sir Steven Spielberg. The fable I, I don't hate this. Uh, if if you said McDonough, I was going to be frustrated. But oh, yeah. I, I, McDonough did not make my list. Wow, okay. he didn't I make don't any know of our where lists. Where we are? What? Yeah, my I, favorite director. Did so anything I guess make all of our lists? No, that's the thing. Number one is different for all three of but us. But nothing made three lists. Yeah, for number right? one. Yeah, Todd, Todd Field did not make your list. Nope. Ron Howard didn't make either of you. Uh, James Cameron didn't make either. Gavris was on both of us. Lu- Lucas Daunt didn't make it only one. Either. All right, well, let's see what it is. I have no idea. Del well, talk Toro about, tell us make. why Spielberg's your number one. Um, I, Aside from he's Steven Spielberg. Well, I mean, I, Fableman's grew on me. I think this is a really it's so interesting. Fableman's faded on me. Yeah, really good movie, and um, the craft of it. Like, I mean, Spielberg, he's just so good at this yeah, sort I mean, of. That's true. Uh, like this type of storytelling. I don't know, you know, like, I don't know what else to say. Like, he's just a perf, like, the perfect director for this. Obviously, it's his story, but. So, I don't think, remind, I don't think it's, was Spielberg your number one director last year, or was it Villeneuve? That was mine. It was, I know it was yours. No, it wasn't And I know Janusz was your number one. No, no, he wasn't my number one. But Spielberg was not your number one for West Side Story? No. Okay, so. But he deserves credit. I mean, like. I, I agree. He's an honorable mention for me. So. Can we talk quickly about some honorable mentions? And also, well, we're all over the place. Well, can I bring category. up one honorable mention that is yeah. fascinating? Yeah, the Daniels. Yeah, didn't get nominated. Chapin, how do you feel? Thank God. Didn't get um, nominated. Here's one, Chapin, that I, I sort of hoped made your list because it didn't make any of my lists. But my second viewing, I realized that this is his best work as a director. Jordan Peele and Nope. I thought it was I thought that movie Chapin's was list. so well directed. Yeah, you know I, he's I, obviously credit like I think, praise I, for his writing. Yeah, I think I think uh, Get Out is better. Well, here's my thing with McDonough. I think McDonough's a good, amazing writer. It's his writing, and he's good at directing actors. But I don't think he's a he hasn't quite become a good director yet. Okay, so this could be the lowest. Who's the winner? Could this be the lowest, <laughs> lowest point, point total? total? Yeah, I have no and idea. I don't even know what the the thing. very rare occasion where something could win without being on all three lists. And the winner is Todd, Todd Field. Field. Wow. wow. Nobody's number one. I, not even on my list. So just two number twos got him that. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. All right. For well, Tar. congratulations to Todd, Todd Field. Field. 
Uh, we've opened a new bottle of wine, our fourth. That we tasted yesterday. Of the fixies, and somehow none of us are all legally drunk. So I don't know how <laughs> well, that's possible. Everyone's yeah. like, that's impossible. They should adjust that number. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, so let's do it. Um, I'm sorry, who started last time? Best picture. Best picture. Who did Best start picture. last? I think you did, Chapin. Okay. So or, or did we? I? Go ahead. I I'll, went, start. Uh, I'll start. I went last. I went last. So best picture is always... Uh, oh, so then Chapin starts. So I don't, no, no. Ch- if Chapin had to start it. Yeah, so, so, you, so I'll go first. Yes. Um, best picture is always interesting, right? Because we've talked about the movies a lot, so we don't typically have as much to say. Um, but I think this is a movie we can all agree belongs in the top ten. Go well, ahead. We will find out, I guess. Decision to Leave is my number ten. It's not on my, my top ten. Didn't make your list. Chapin. My number eleven. Just missed your list. Just missed my list. All right. Like we can all agree. We can all agree it belongs on the list. <laughs> it did not. <laughs> Number 10. It. I mean, this is, again, I, I wonder if it's that I saw it a second time yeah. and it makes a difference, but it's one that stuck with me for sure. I think it has its problems, a little bit of what you've described, Jeremy, just in terms of, like, totally understand what it's trying to say. But it's so well made, so well written. Acting is so director. good. Yeah. I just think it, it maybe is not a complete... Completely equal to the sum of its parts. I'm really surprised it's it didn't be long, well, was higher on my list, honestly. But, okay, Jeremy. Uh, my number 10 is one that I think is definitely going to be higher on Chapin's list. But uh, it, as a whole, I, I, I really liked it. But it didn't quite, quite come together to be this amazing experience. And it's Athena, my number 10. Interesting. Okay. Great. My number 10 is the Banshees of Inishirin. All the way down to number 10. Well, I mean, you did point... So... Chapin's really going to hmm. sink Banshees. It's possible, yeah. Sorry. Although, well, I don't know. Is he? I mean, it's won three yeah. awards already. True. Call, call won three is. of the four acting awards. Oh, shit. Having some technical difficulties. Um, I'll just say, like, I... You know, just my, just the, my last little bit on this movie. I... I really enjoyed it. I love McDonough. I love the people in it. I love to see them reuniting after, uh, for after um, in Bruges. Um, you know, I just like again. I saw it when I saw it. I was literally coming down with COVID, and then I saw it again, and I just don't think it had the emotional resonance with me personally as it did with you two. And um, so that's why it's so low. But you know, it beat out Decision to Leave, which I feel like. I enjoy like when I watched Decision to Leave, I was like, God, I, I like this so much. And with with Banshees, when I was watching it, I was like, this isn't living up to my expectations. Um, but ultimately, it 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 won out because I you know I think I think I think McDonough is a true auteur. He's someone I love to watch, and and I think this movie is beautiful and interesting and um, well, very well written. I don't think that I don't think we'll disagree that. It doesn't have the emotional resonance of In Bruges. Which is wild, because In Bruges but, doesn't have the... But In Bruges... Doesn't have the gravity of uh, Banshees. Maybe not, but like, I think where Which they, is true, it's true. Uh, I think where I maybe they are on par, and what makes me love that movie so much, is how enjoyable they are to watch. And yeah. like, that might be what McDonough's biggest strength is. It's listening to music, really. It's it like, kind of is. It's like you can listen to like, the same song over and over again. Yeah. Or, and if there's a song that's similar, you'll still love it, even if it's not the same. You just like, smile at their dialogue. Oh, yeah. you I will say, I, 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 just, I do think that he's like... I mean, the thing about... Here's, the, here's my problem with McDonough. Is 
at a certain point, you've heard it all before. It's like playing the greatest hits a little right. bit. Like, like, but this also, you have to know, like, like Pillow Man has a lot to do with lost digits. Um, and here's another, you know, like, there's a lot of but themes that But what's interesting to me, going. too, is that, like, he writes this script, and then he gets what you could argue is the three best people to deliver the... Well, the four best. The, well, no, what, well, this is what I'm saying. This is the three best. Keonan, Gleason, and Farrell. And then Condon is better than all of them in it. Like, eh, I think she's I, I the would, best performance would, in the movie. But I like, would argue whatever, Farrell, that, Farrell's but, the best. But. but that's beside the point. Is like He just gets the right people in place to deliver this, and Look, it's so I mean, enjoyable. It's an amazing movie. But, I think there's um, a point where a filmmaker recognize i think this is like a, I, i'm trying to think of the tarantino movie that it, it is but like there's a there's a point where the filmmaker knows what he or she does best and then try it almost it's almost as if they are like copying their own work mm -hmm. and i felt that a little bit here and i think ultimately it came down to the direction i think the writing is there i think it's like it's like lit, like literally it's just one more take with Farrell. I don't mm, disagree, I don't, I I disagree totally with that. Disagree but, with that but, all right, I don't think move that's on the issue. Because it's going to come up again. Um, <clears throat> I, I kind of feel like my, there might be, this might make Chapin have a little bit of a sigh of relief. My number nine is Everything Everywhere Wait, All at Once. What was your number 10? No, my number 10 was Decision to Leave. Oh. Okay. I, don't, I went first. What was yours? Athena. And but, yours was Banshee. Yeah, okay. My number nine is Everything Everywhere All at Once. And that's my number nine. <laughs> that is also my number nine. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, it's a fun movie. Thank it's a great, well-written yep. screenplay. God. It's unique. It's well different. It's, yep. it's got great, great performances. I mean, it's got, a, it's got it all, but there's, it's not, I, I didn't feel the emotional connection that I think it was. I don't think it's going to stick with us forever. Yeah. Like, yeah. But it's a good movie. Yeah. Excellent. I, Love it. And here's the thing, and I think, Chapin, you will now feel comfortable admitting it, is that all of the things we just said are true. Yeah. And it is a good movie. Yeah, I, you, I, I said that you, on the podcast. But, but in the last month, you've hated it because of you think it's gotten overpraised. Right. Which is, happens all the time. Yeah. But, I mean, for, like, when it comes to, like, regular award shows in the general public, I think this is a pretty good pick for, for that. For sure. Like, they like could what, be picking Green they Book. They could be picking Green Book, yeah. You know? Yeah, it's a very populist choice, I yeah. think. Um, my number... Uh, Wait, it's Jeremy's turn. He just went. He just said... Oh, yeah, that, that was your number nine yeah. also? Right. Exactly. My number nine is official competition. I'm so glad I watched this movie. Um, it was so fun. It was so deep. It was so... So many things. And uh, I thought it would be higher, frankly. And I'm sort of surprised it's number nine. But It's just like sort of how the list yeah, falls. It's, and you're like, well, <laughs> it's so well constructed and... Um, I know a lot of people shy away from foreign films, but I, I would really encourage everybody no, to watch great. this movie. And um, so accessible. Yeah, and I think yeah, it's 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 got a lot of that like Spanish flavor that's in Almodovar movies, but it it's I think a little bit more confident than Almodovar. And so, well, I think it's trying to be it's trying to be less nuanced than Almodovar. Like typically, like his movies are like. I think there's it's always this to be like less extra, pretentious. Well, that's part of it too. There's always this like extra added element in Almodovar's movies that are like, it also has to be about this, that like nobody cares about. Well, with the official competition, it's like, no, here you go, two movie stars, pretentious director. We're gonna we're gonna parody this to a certain extent, and yeah. you're gonna love it. Yeah. 
Uh, my number eight, a movie that I was hesitant to rewatch because I was worried that not only did Lee watch double the amount of movies we did, he also re-watched. I watched them all twice. He re <laughs> Lee rewatched more movies yeah, than we watched. watched. <laughs> I was hesitant to rewatch this because I think the things that make it great are what make it deserving to be on the top ten list. But the things that are not good about it, I think, are where it like makes the placement that I have it appropriate. It's Top Gun Maverick. This is too low. No, this is the most fun I had at the movies in years. This is what a movie theater experience should be. Mm-hmm. This is in many ways what movies should be. But in terms of critically assessing a movie, there are issues that are like. Okay, so here's... I don't want to say unforgivable, because they are forgivable, but they are problems. Like Here's the, a question for you. As, as annoyed as you were at me, Austin Butler, if Chapin has Top Gun Maverick at number one... I will be really frustrated, because I've heard a lot of people talking about how this is the best movie of the year, and it's not. No, it's not the best movie. It's the most fun movie. It is the most fun, and those, are, those, these, those need to be separated. Yeah. I mean, I want to go back to the theater and watch. I would, I, like, if you guys were like, let's skip so, dinner and go see Top Gun Maverick I want, in the theater. I, like I said, I hesitated to rewatch it because I was worried that like the story issues, the Jennifer Connelly, Tom Cruise relationship, which is no... Well, yeah, I'll agree with who, that. Who gives a shit? Yeah. I was worried all that stuff was going to push it down. And it was a problem. But here's the thing. This is why it's still on my list. Is this, after I watched it again, I went back and fucking watched it again. Because it's so fun, and those final forty-five minutes are so good. But there's something to say for fun, and and that's great. But as a whole, it is not the best movie of the year. It's the eighth best. That's where it should be. Okay. Fair enough. And uh, eight, my, my eighth best is gonna drive you guys nuts. It's Tar. Number eight. I'm glad it's on your list. The way you've been talking about it. No, I no. I I enjoy the movie. I think I appreciate it. It just didn't stick with me like it stuck with you guys. I think, and I think. I mean, it's my number one actor. Uh, It's on my screenplay list. It's my number eight of the year. It's clearly an amazing movie, but I just it didn't it didn't resonate with me on all the levels it resonated with you Hmm. guys. So there it is, my number eight. Okay, Eternal Daughter, number eight. eight. Okay, Um, yeah, I want I I really want to watch this again because I really I I really enjoyed watching it. I think it's like location wise, that's a perfect film. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. And uh, Jeremy's like in. Um, you know, it's her version of a sort of a horror movie, like a haunted house movie, and I, I, I like that aspect of it. I think, I think that also inhibited the movie a little I bit. I was going to ask you, like, that yeah. aspect, like she sees this figure in the... Yeah. That was creepy. Was, I know, but what did the, that seem to go away? Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and I think it, it's, the, it's the apparition of her, of her mother, and I don't know, I just, I love the way she makes movies, and I think, like, it's this like middle-aged to like senior woman making a movie about her life and her experience. And like, to me, you know, when you distill films down and, and we love auteurs, that is what movies are all about is like distilling your emotional um, ups and downs as a, as a person and, and the, the important things in your life into film and like what an extraordinary way of doing that. And you know the, the the ending is a little cliche, I think. Yeah, but, it, it um, is. But I thought you, it worked. You saw it coming, but yeah. I think the substance is there. Um, I actually almost thought it worked. Like I almost thought knowing that it was coming kind of worked. Yeah, like you kind of was like uh, happy to arrive at it. 
Yeah. Um, it's short. Yeah. So. All right. So, I don't, again, this happened. This is inter- This is why I love like having these conversations on the fixies because like we're we're realizing like how we feel about all these movies and we opened up the pod with how we felt about this year and I'm looking at it and I'm like I have all these honorable mentions on best picture that really could have made it and now we're on number seven and I'm thinking my top seven I was like these are all movies I loved seven through one and I don't loved? know I don't know how often I have seven right, movies great. that Go I ahead. loved what's your seven well, well, no you're on number seven I'm on number seven yeah. no no you're on number eight no eight was Top Gun Maverick I went first oh sorry Quit. number seven my number seven is Triangle of Sadness. Oh, God. Seven. Yep. I mean, one of the funniest movies of the year. Mm-hmm. I, okay. And right. really enjoyed it. As much as I love... I thought it was going to be higher on your list, based I, on everything we've talked well, about. Well, again, like, and... I'm looking at... Like, I just... I, I love all these movies. Um, I have to say, when I went back and rewatched it, I think the third act might be my least favorite act. But it need, it's needed. I mean... Well, no, I, I, you can't take it away. But, like... I was I, like, I, I don't know. I was rewatching I it. I was like, God, this movie, movie is amazing. And I got to the third act. And here's, I guess the biggest critique is this movie is probably a little too long. Probably 20, 30 minutes too long. Maybe. But I was like, the first time I watched it, I was like, I'm having so much fun. I saw much it in the theater. Fun. I fucking loved it. And yeah. I was like, I cannot wait till yeah. you guys watch this. And like, it stuck with me. And it started to slip a little until I rewatched it again. And it was all brought back. I, yeah. And I remember why I loved it so much. I just think it, 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 I said it's one of the funniest movies. Is this the funniest movie of the year? Oh, by far. Like uh, that and Banshees, but I think it's funnier. Yeah, think it's, it's funnier. so funny. Uh, all right, I I'm love gonna... that you nominated Zacco, whatever, <laughs> like plays the I Russian mean, those guy. Are some of my, that's my so good. The funniest scene of the year. Yeah. Is that the same guy who plays the Russian in uh, 2012? Oh, I don't remember. Yeah, <laughs> can we pull that? I'm not going to pull that. Uh, all right, my number seven is Top Gun Maverick. That was okay, number, so you're your number eight. My number seven. I mean. I don't know what else to say about this movie that hasn't been said. We just loved it. Loved. Do you share my critiques? Yeah, no, of course, but it doesn't matter. Like, I don't I mean, go to Top thing. Gun. I go to Top Gun Maverick. Fucking have a good but time. But I think that's the interesting debate, and I think that's where Chapin is going to, like, push back on where it is on our list, is, like, the, the it doesn't matter argument. Yeah. Like, how much does it not matter? Like, does it not matter so much that it can be his best movie of the year? We'll find out. We'll find out. All right, Chapin, you're number seven. Athena. Oh, That's I thought that was going to be... my number six. I thought that was going to be higher on Chapin's. I thought that was oh, That's not my number six. I, yeah. It's so good. It really, it really worked for me. Um, it's on all our lists. Wow. I think what's interesting about this movie is that it, he chose to make it, you know, in this almost like like very digestible way in that, you know, it's these long shots. It's, it's very exciting. Um, but I think what he sort of captured in that is the, you know, the sort of, the sort of like the precipice you're on that whole time, the sort of like anxiety of yeah. this could go either way, one way or the other. Um, and again, uh, a theme for this year for me, a complete vision, a dedication to that vision. And, um, yeah, I turned it on and I was like, just like, fuck, you know? This is awesome. Yeah. I also think, I don't know, like, I thought, because this was, like, set in France and in another language, like, it doesn't give us, as an American audience, this, like, cringeworthy feeling of relevance, but it, it is topical, like, mm-hmm. this, like, pre- 
like reaction to police brutality where it like but then there's all and I don't know, you know the last final shot where it like reveals the, the we all had a problem with that right I, I, like, I, I think don't the know ending that you needed is not that. good I don't know that you needed the reveal that it's like this is the white supremacists thing it like, seems like kind of like a woke note on right. the end of a yeah. but like I think the last like 15 20 minutes don't work I think and that's re- why it's slower I think the yeah. reason it did it is to tell you that it wasn't the police brutality because otherwise you leave that movie thinking like the police did this and like they want to tell you the police did it right but that's all beside the point i think like because it's in france we're not like inundated by this like oh another movie about this but you also right. still have the luxury of it being very topical i think there is a there's like a like let's say you wanted to you wanted to depict like what race relations were like like look at it from an american perspective which we are what, what are race relations like in a, in a place like France? A very liberal place, but that still has their own issues. Sure. I mean, they have a, yeah, they have a lot of issues. A lot of issues. And you could, sta- you could start there and you could say, well, we can make this very complex film about this. But here's what we're going to do. We're actually just going to take this very like, singular moment. Isolated one day. Isolated yeah. moment. And we're going to... Not even a day. What see is it, like how chaotic three hours? that can be. You, you also explore how painful it can be for the people involved in it. Not only the... Um, you know, the, the people who are sort of the minorities in this case, which are the sort of, uh, you know, Middle Eastern immigrants yeah. to France, but also, you know, the, the sort of French national cop and, and all those things, those, those type of things. Um, but yeah, go ahead, Lee, you're number six. That is, yeah, that's my number six. That is his number oh, six. Number six for you, Jeremy. All quiet on the Western Front. Wow, man. That, didn't make my list, and I felt so bad that it didn't. I mean, so the I, movie, it, I thought I was the, the biggest one, defender of this film. He was the only clear, one that nominated it for anything. Clearly, I am. I no, mean, I got, it was on cinematography for me. Oh, you did nominate it, too? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. So, uh, I don't know what else to say. It, it is an experience. They really went all out on this movie. I mean, for... I, Again, I'll, I'll repeat what I already said. I think we're kind of numb to war movies at this point. That's a big part of it. But... They really did a great job here, and if you just like take this as an isolated movie, which it is, like they really tell you the experience and the the uh, what's the word I'm looking for derailment of one psyche of going into the war, uh, especially World War One, which was such a brutal way to fight. It was in between when we just started having guns and yeah. uh, stabbing each other for like it's right at the middle of that it's such a terrible and somehow they made this movie to... for 20 million dollars i mean this is proof that, the that more money does not help well no they, where did they film i'm guessing in europe somewhere but it's a, yeah but that's not my europe. point like you said it yeah. forever it's like your your catchphrase like give these people yeah. less money and they'll be more, more creative, creative. I, I don't know I, I really like this movie I think it's take take Top Gun Maverick out of this equation because it's an old score it's the best score of the year oh my god for sure like it is an I love the score of this score. movie yeah Alex Garland is. yeah yeah I um, mean it's like an all timer I love the score yeah alright my number five won't be on your list wait is it, is it my oh wait hey, sorry I'm right you're right your turn, number six, right? Prey. No, number five. Prey, number six? Yeah. Good. That's too Whatever. high. Whatever. I'm glad it's on list. Yeah. I forgot I about it. I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, you guys know I love an action movie, and I think this was one of the best 
made action movies in a long yeah, time. So, smart. so I, I don't, I don't. Yeah, but know. for him to be like, I watched all the movies, and there's no reason that everything everywhere should be on any of your lists, and then for Prey to be your number six. Yeah, Prey is much better than that. Feels silly. Um, okay, Lee, number six. Um, my number five. Five. Won't be on your lists. I know. We've talked plenty about it. It's Babylon. Wow, um, I thought it was going to be higher. Yeah, me list. too. Look, too. I, I think I would direct this more to you, Jeremy, because I think you are less stubborn than Chapin. Mm. I want you guys to rewatch this. I, 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 I I'm think, fine with that. I'm I fine think with this the is up our alleys. Like, yeah. I think you will like it, Chapin. I, you won't. You won't. I liked it better than he did. I know, but you won't get past your hangups. Ch- Jeremy will, and actually, that's a credit to him over me too. Like, Jeremy is the most like open when it comes to. Open. Like looking past the things that bother him. Yeah, I'm very open and yeah. open-minded. Chapin, you even if you like it, you won't admit it to I us ever. I, lo- I admit ever. that I liked it right now. I okay. admit that I liked it. I I loved this movie. I just think, and I when I rewatched it, I was like, I was nervous to rewatch it because I'm like, I defended this so staunchly. I like it almost as much as I like this wine. Which would you please fill it back up? Sure. Um, <laughs> He's literally in the middle of his pick. I, I defended it so staunchly, so I'm like, what if I rewatch this? And I'm like, I, I'm like, oh, God damn it, the guys are right. Can't ever admit that. No, I... But I, I enjoyed it just as much. I thought it was so good. Lee, I... I, I so should have been good. in my top five without the performances. I look forward to re- revisiting. Yeah. I, it's so good. It's so good. Okay, I, no, Lee, such a great Jeremy. Movie. Uh, number five, I think I was the biggest defender of, not defender, but the proponent of this movie this year, and it stuck with me, it's 13 Lives, number five. Number five. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I really enjoyed this film, It's guys. great. I yeah. think. This is the funny thing, is that like, so this movie was on Prime, and it did not show in any theaters. Yeah. So it was exempt from awards, which oh, is that. fucking bullshit. This is one of the better movies of the year, and like, it can't. Be nominated for anything because it wasn't in theaters. What a waste! Yeah. Right? It was great. Nobody's talking about it. The same it. thing happened with. I the, haven't with seen the it on small one act series. top ten list of the year because from it doesn't any count. Now critic, it no, it counts for them. Critics can do whatever they want. No, but they follow the whole same. No, thing. they can. When do I that. heard them talk, when I heard even on the Ringer, Sean Fennessy said Colin Farrell had a great year. He was in the Batman. Yeah. He was in um, Banshees of Inisherin, and he was in After Lives. Gang. Did hey. not mention Thirteen Lives. It's like it's not a real movie, and it's one of the best movies of the year. Frustrating. So here it is. Well, that's why the fixies are the real deal. Everything yeah. else doesn't count. This is a real quiz. This is a real. This quiz. is it. This is a real quiz. Yeah, yeah. Number five, close. God damn it, man! I really, I think this should have been on my top ten. It didn't make my list. Oh, it didn't make your list? No. I. Oh, I'm regrets. telling you, there's something about Kendall. I can't see a movie at Kendall. Regrets. You've had a few. Yep. All right. My number four, and this didn't make your list, Chapin. I thought we were together on this. RRR. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I mean, so like, here's I so, the thing: you can do parallels between RRR and Top Gun, like the enjoyment factor. So yeah, RRR, absolutely. when I first watched it, I was my mind was blown. But Similarly, to my yours. point is your argument for Top Gun could go with RRR for Chapin. No, but there's there's characters, there's character development, there's relationships that work in RRR I'm, I'm that defending, don't work I'm in defending Top Gun. You. I know. And I'm just pointing out the difference between the two. Like the the bond between the, this is a buddy movie. These buddy this is all time buddy movie. Yeah, all timer. 
Okay? And I watched this movie and I was in love with it. And I was like, you guys need to watch this. And you guys are like, blah, 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 blah. fuck no, I'm not. It's three hours. I did, I did it's, it's a Bollywood movie. I you guys, oh, I could find, if I could scroll back in my text, I could find the complaints you guys had. And then when Chapin finally, and I was like, Chapin, you gotta watch. And Jeremy watched it and he kind of had the reaction I expected. I'm like, yeah. Chapin, you need to watch this. It'll like reinvigorate your love for movies and life. And he did, and he loved it. And I'm like, and then that, like, bled into me and I was like oh my god this movie is so exciting and we're sending gifts to each other because it's about us it is about us it's about me and Chapin you and I are heroes and I don't like a, that I'm excluded from this I mean you're not Jeremy's as, the guy we who we who yeah who you're falls like out the there. British soldier yeah. well, oh I hate all of this this is disgusting so that's <laughs> worse than being excluded yeah, yeah. being the, the bad meanwhile guy Chapin's that, fighting tigers and I'm like you know oh god this movie is a fucking romp and Chapin, everything you've said about it, like, it's silly. The visual effects are just... <laughs> I think the visual like, effects are good. I think no, they're they quite are, good. No, yeah. the visual effects are terrible, but they no, they're work. Not. I don't they're think not. so. I don't think Those they animals are. look so fake. I, I think they're think still so. pretty well done. I think done. that's yeah. a really good video. Okay, well, I, I, I don't want to... I think they spent money on video. I don't want to discredit the... Vi- okay, but all right, let's compare the visual effects between RR and Avatar. Well, nothing compares to Avatar. But I have the, the $4 billion yeah. RR movie. RR the most expensive movie <laughs> ever made. Yeah, okay. I just... It developed... It R and R for I just love this years. movie. The score is great. The songs are great. The music is great. The action sequences are fucking awesome. Guys, can we just point out we're on our top five of This is my number year. four. Like, this is so good. This movie is so good. How did it not make your top ten? I don't know. You regret it. You regret it. I do. No, he doesn't regret it. Uh, my number four. This is the one where I know I'm alone on an island again. Uh, the Fablements is my number four. Look, like this, just like so. This was like my f- number three when I, mean, I, when I first saw it. And just tick, 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 tick. It just know. fell down. I just, I just fell for it. Like I, 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 really I got liked it. it. I like. I mean, everything but... I thought Seth Rogen was terrible in this movie. Oh, I liked Seth Rogen in it. You too. I, I, I Jeremy, like I have no argument. Honestly, when I saw this, and like when I first like was putting my yeah. movies together, it was in my top five. And it just... My heart was never in it. It just started... See, that's to, the only thing that was in it for me. It just started ticking down, and it was my number 10 until Athena moved up, and like it just ended up falling off the list. And like... I, well, I really like this I movie. I'm glad I could represent it. Well, yeah. we did our top Spielbergs. I really wanted to watch it again. We did our top Spielbergs on the Fableman podcast, and, and Fableman was in yeah. my top ten. Yeah. And I don't know if that's still the case, but all right, it didn't feel right to me. That was my number four. Triangle Fable. of Sadness. Your number four. That's I mean, great. Yeah, we've, we've talked so we've much about it. Talked so much. Is this movie so fun? A social commentary. I'm very my I'm number curious. three. Is wait, the Banshees wait, wait. of Sharon. Oh, all right. We're on number. Three. We've talked plenty about that. I mean, I would say Banshees and Triangle Sadness, the movies we've talked about the most at this point. Yeah, my number three is Close. Wow. Wow. I loved it. I mean, it was so. It worked on every level. For I mean, me. it's great. Yeah. Tapin, your number three. Sigh of relief. Top Gun Maverick. Okay, it's not your number one. I'm okay with that at number three. All right. So Tapin, tell us. So. Top give us, been, give us like the been eight, seven, three. Like how did where okay. how did it you I, I determine honest, where it falls? Is a, I I begrudgingly put it there. You wanted it higher? No, I wanted it lower. Okay. Like in my estimation, like this movie is just not as good as I'm saying that it is. That's it's, a perfect way to describe it. Yeah, because it's true. The movie as a whole is not as good, it, but what's good about it 
is the best of the year. Right. Right. And and I just like I it's interesting because I saw it. Um actually Casey and I had tickets to like an early screening of it before it like like five days before it opened. And he had a he had a baby, so he couldn't go. Yeah. So I ran to my friend Kevin. Blows, man. And, we, about, like, <laughs> and 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 we we saw it, and then we saw it on the, the way out, the last screening of it in this big theater at the at the Oregon Museum of Science and Industry, and it was just it's just I don't know it's just like it's such a fun romp, and I think like I'm not gonna knock you for enjoying this, but look, and this is you know so I was like when I saw this in the theater, I was like I need to see it. I saw it at AMC's their Dolby Sound Theater. I was like I have to see it here. And I was so glad I did because I'm like, I know this is it. And then I went, when I finally decided to rewatch it at home, it's on Paramount Plus. Now, Paramount Plus has chosen to not screen this movie with surround sound. I don't want to talk about that. But so really I was like, depressing. fuck this. So it's I bought their move. It's right, well, their let's, movie. Let's just move on. No, no, this. no. So I bought it. I want to finish my point. So I bought it because I'm like, I can't watch this movie without surround sound. It's just as good at home. Yeah. Like, it were Like, it's, it's the stuff that's good about that movie, and I mean it, is the best of the year. But it's got all the other shit, yeah. which... Yeah. I'm surprised, like, you were the one who was like, the, the last movie you absolutely need to see is close. And I thought that was going to be higher. That was my number five. Because I saw it at Kendall. It was my number three. I saw it at Kendall. I, go, I really go liked ahead, it. Lee. You're number three. Uh, no, my number two, right? We're already on number two, Jason. My number two... Is thirteen lives? Yes, yes. That's also my number two. Which? <gasps> Holy crap! This could be the best. This might win. This was the mo- when Chapin was like, there could be a surprise winner. I was thinking it could be thirteen lives. I thought I was the one that was ringing the bell because. And here's the thing: I I want to admit it. When we had the podcast yeah. on it, I was wrong about a lot of things. I think this movie is transcendent. I think mm-hmm. this movie will stand the test of time. Mm-hmm. This is Tom uh, Ron Howard's second best movie mm-hmm. ever. Guys, I'm shocked right now. This movie, I rewatched this movie, and I was like, this might be my favorite movie of the year. Yeah. This is Certainly the most so enjoyable. Good. It, it, yeah. is, it is 100% the movie. More than Top Gun Maverick. I, this more, is, just let's take the moment. This is the most shocked I've ever been on the fix This More than Top Gun Where Maverick. Where was it on your list? It was number five. More than Top Gun Maverick to 13 Lives will be the movie I watch the most from this year. I've already watched it I've watched three and times. I will watch this movie as much as I watch Apollo 13. This movie might possibly, time will tell, Guys, be, this is, be as good as Apollo 13, which... Will be the only which, fucking place that just wins best. Okay, when I say that, this might end up being as good as Apollo 13, which will make my number one sound like it shouldn't have been number one. Right. Because Apollo 13 is that good. But I just think this movie is so good on... Absolutely. So that was your every, number two and every your number two. That's amazing. God. Oh, wow. We're, we're. And this is what makes me so mad is that, like we said, like this movie, because it didn't show in theaters, was excluded from movies this year. Well, that, that's, a, that's an Amazon mistake. It's not. It should, it's true. And but, like looking because, at. Well, because, that's an Amazon mistake, but that's also bullshit. Like that also, shouldn't the, the be a thing anymore. It's bullshit, but like, you, I mean, it's, it's not. Put it in a theater for one yeah. day and you're eligible. Fucking, they did that with. Uh, Marilyn, or what was the movie called? Blonde. Blonde. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I, looking at my list, I think maybe I think we have the same number one. Yep. 
I think, yeah, you guys are going to have Tara I think it's going to win. Number one, and it's not. It's going to be my number eight. Um, yeah, I think maybe I could I could make an argument for for 13 Lives being my number four. I'd be happy if it wins, What's honestly. What's your number two? Uh, my number two is Triangle of Sadness. Wow, okay, that could win. That yeah, is definitely could win. The, the most, this is my uh, worst person in the world, like, discovery of the and you, year. And you weren't going to let it like it was low. just it was my like most surprised the most i was laughing the most i was just engaged in a movie all yeah. year like i didn't know what to expect from scene to scene in this movie and i like what, what else can you say i loved it i loved it i laughed so hard i thought it's like everyone woody harrelson showing up i loved it it's weird that like this happens like our our top 3 whatever they end up being it happened last year. I know it happened the year before. It's not the same as my top three, but I'm oddly like, yeah, that seems that's right. That's better. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, your number two was also 13 Lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys both going to have Tar. And my number one is Tar. tar. And I, let me tell you why. I said this before. Like, I love a movie that you can study. And there has, never, there has not been a movie like Tar where every time I see it and every time I read about it, I am just like lost in it. There has not been a movie like that since Mulholland Drive. And you guys know how I feel about that. Uh, yeah, like that. that's interesting. That's very and interesting. Yeah. I am fascinated by this movie. All I want to do is read about it. All yeah. I want to do is watch it again. All I want to do is watch scenes of it again. I, st- I thought it would be higher on your list because of how. I mean, it's number eight. What you, what, all that you were saying about when, it. So when I, and I sent you guys the article, when I read the article about yeah, from, Krista appearing in scenes. And like very subtly appearing in scenes. Now that fascinates me on one hand because when he's directing those, he knows you're not going to notice. But when I read that, my mind exploded, and like this movie became a whole nother thing. And I, well, I sent I, you. I think the other interesting article is the one I sent you guys about Tar. Remind me. It's the one where it's like, um, oh, I don't know. Well, I have. There is an issue I have. And I don't know why I have an issue with it. I have an issue with, like, when, when, like, you read about something that happens in a movie and, like, it changes it. Like, you should be able to discover it in the movie, not in the article. You read about it. But at the same time, some of my favorite movies are the ones that that happens with. And I just think Tar is the movie that I'm just going to, like, obsess over more than any movie this year. But what's well, his, what's my his number one is the movie I'm, Banshees? I'm probably going to watch the most over and over again, and it's Banshees. So Banshees is my number three. You're ten. Yeah. So we have so two There's a lot ones. of movies that we have two are high on the list and one is low. Yeah. I think Tar might win with number two number ones and a number eight, but Triangle. I don't know. Tri- triangle Sadness. No, no, no. We got Thirteen Lives was two, two, five. Oh, what's Triangle Sadness? Two. So what I seven thought, or uh, what I thought could have won. What was won Triangle for you? Four. What I thought could could have won was Top Gun Maverick. I guess I was wrong about that. But you guys both love that movie on the podcast. Which which one? Top Gun Maverick? Yeah. Yeah. Because because of what... And I I love it for the same reason I did then. That it's it's the experience... But the ranking here and the the Best Director ranking, they were all done by me begrudgingly. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's your list. You can do whatever you want with it. Nobody's holding a gun to your head. Well, we hold knives to each other's throats, but... I mean, I feel good about my top three. All right, should we do this? Should we do this? Should we see it? All right, let me ask you a question. Have we ever, after revealing our things... I think it's Tar. Have we ever not 
I don't know. Eight, one and one. One and one is big. One and one is big. That's but, 10, 20. That's uh, 20. But triangles, 20, number 20, two. I mean, I can mine. figure it out if I do the math yeah. right now. So right. let's just do it. All right. The winner is. 13 lives! The fixie goes to I was right. That was the surprise lives. I expected. Really? Wow. By one point. Oh my gosh. Wow. I'm so happy about that. I'm so that. glad That's it great. wasn't tar. I'm so happy about that. Honestly, like I, I, I wrote it in my notes, but like, I'm like right. if this so wins, I'll be happy. Let me, let me, let me say it. The top five All right, go. best movies according to the Get Your Film no, Fix no, podcast this is just are according to life. according the best best movies, movies of the year of 2022. Of 2022 are Thirteen Lives, Tar, Triangle of Sadness, The Banshees of Inisherin, and Top Gun Maverick. That's right. That's correct. That is correct. Wow, guys. I'm so somehow I'm not, like, the the math always works out. I'm so happy that Thirteen Lives won. It deserves it. Like, fuck all these people who are like, this is not a real movie because it was only on Prime. Guys, we did it. And Amazon we, wins again. I mean, we <laughs> we had the biggest surprises this year by far of the Fixies. Lately. We all agreed we wouldn't be scared by Jeff Bezos at an orgy, but <laughs> <laughs> but we nominated this movie. And we went. We. His movie won. Congratulations, Bezos. To Jeff Bezos. <laughs> to Ron Howard. Look, like, I, I, I've... This movie, like... I felt like this was my favorite movie of the year. Like, Tar, to me, is, like, the movie that... Like, on all categories, is the best to me. Like, it checks all the boxes. But I will watch 13 Lives for years. Yep. I'll, watch, I'll watch Tar every five years and be fascinated by it. And... Text you guys a, a million things about it, but God, this is this is. I feel so good about this. We did it again. We did it. I feel so good about this. The eighth annual fixies. So can we recap our winners? Uh, yeah. So we'll start with the cinematography, and that was uh, Matis Bucard. Matthias. Yep. Maybe I should read them and not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you yeah, definitely. Will someone pour me a little more wine before we recap? <laughs> okay. Oh God. Here's my... Tapin, you need to do a blow. I'll do a blow. Let me do a blow first. All right, we're all going to have more wine then. <clears throat> what? I don't know why everybody said that. All right, cinematography. I'll tell you. I'll whisper to you. Okay, so... And then, and, then I, and I'll say it, and I want our... I want everybody's reactions. Uh, so reaction. Athena won. Yeah. Matthias Bouchard for Athena. How do you guys feel about that winning best great. cinematography? That I think that's great. That's my number two. Well, that's my number two. Yeah, absolutely. That's my number one, so... Okay. Duh. Uh, Supporting actor was uh, Barry, Barry Keegan. Keonan. You keep saying Keegan. It's Keonan. Barry Keonan. Yep. There you go. Banshees. And he's he was my, my, he was my number he's five. He's one of my favorite so. actors. He's like all of one of our favorite. Is he actors. in anybody's actors troupe? No, but he should. How been. is he not in mine? What a fuck up! Can we recast? At a Can we please point? do that? And I, I fucked up that who's, so who's, bad. I think Jeremy's had the worst, to be honest. No, no that's I absolutely have the no, worst. No, you have the worst. No, I don't think so. I have the best. I definitely have the best. I don't know. Well, right. well that's, Barry Keonan is the best supporting actor of the year. How do you guys feel about that? I'm great with that. I love that he is a fixie winner. Here's one thing I, can, uh, I will say. I, my heart was not fully in any of my number one actors this year. I liked okay, them all, but weird. there was nothing. There was, no, there was no Saoirse Ronan from Little Woman. There was no... Anthony Hopkins from The um, Father for, for me, me this year. For me, it was Colin Farrell for 13 Lies, but... I mean, my not... heart was definitely in Eden. Eden Dambrain? Yeah. Okay, so uh, 
Then we got um, Carrie Condon. Carrie Condon, which I think we're all happy I loved with. Her. My number two screenplay. We did. Tar. Oh god, I'm not happy about that. I am. That's the best screenplay of the year for sure. Yeah, that's not even a question. I, I'm not happy about that. I think McDonough should have won. Uh, best actor. I'm very happy about Colin Farrell. Banshees. Yeah. Happy about that. Glad he won. Best actress, no-brainer, Kate Blanchett. In a fucking blowout. Yeah, that was the land side. Uh, and then we have... Director in a fascinating director. category. Yeah. Todd Field. Which wasn't even nominated for me. So wasn't nominated three times, yeah. Not happy about it. I don't care. <laughs> and best picture, we're all happy about 13 Lives. So, can I ask cool. you guys something? 13 Lives was not... Ron Howard was not nominated? Not for director. Screenplay? Nope. Ron Howard? Screenplay? I thought about Ron Howard for director. but So neither of you guys nominated for either that. Uh, cinematography? No. Actors? Mm. None. I did. None. Colin Farrell and you Joel had, Edgerton. You had two actors. You had none of the actors. And I, yeah, he should have been on the best director list for me. I'm sorry. I apologize for that. It's a, so, but I just wanted R. This R. movie R. is greater than something. the sum of its parts. It is. And, it that's, is. And, and so I put Ron and, Howard. And that's, an, that's a credit to Ron Howard. Absolutely. And it is. It, but I also was like, Ron Howard is, I have to put him on my director list because of the achievement this movie is. But there is nothing about what he does that I can compare to like Chazelle or Romaine Gavris or, or Park Chan-wook. Or Park Chan-wook even. Or James Cameron. Like none of the, like they are all like, but that's the weird thing is like they are all like clearly directing this movie where it's almost like Ron Howard is just like, I am, not going to be the center of this. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a selfless directorial. It effort. is effort. Um, I think that's a really great point. And 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 I think he. Did, I think I said this on the when we did the podcast. I think his restraint. Yep. Deserves a lot of credit. I would watch I'm, this movie. I'm right also now. very happy that because we didn't talk about it beforehand that you guys uh, like Triangle Sadness as much as I did. Love did it. or probably a little less, but also like yeah. I think I yeah. I mean, I should have been higher on my list. I mean, that was the thing is my seven through one. I, I said like those are those are all. I mean, you guys kind of were like really those are all great, but my seven through one was Triangle of Sadness, Athena, Babylon, RRR, Banshees, Thirteen Lives, and Tar. All right, Babylon's well, the only one you guys don't agree with. There, let's we'll wrap it up and we'll have this conversation. At dinner. Thank you so much for joining us for what it would definitely be the most special edition of the Get Your Film Fix. Is this podcast. the best fixies ever? I think this is the most best surprising. fixies ever. Most surprising. Um, where are we going to be next year, guys? We don't know yet. We don't know yet. We don't know yet. We're excited to talk about that, though. We know that the tenth annual will be international, so um, <laughs> we'll, we'll be excited for that. But thank you all so much for listening. Um, we appreciate everyone who send in their voice memos to us. And that listens to this podcast. And that listens to this podcast, yeah. Um, I know it's not a lot, but... Thanks, Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. I know it's not a lot, but like, I hope the people that do listen to it listen to it because they like it, not because they know us. I hope so. Yeah. Thank you. So we really appreciate your dedication to us, and hopefully you guys have enjoyed this as much as we have. Obviously not, but... um, (laughs) Thank you so much, and uh, I hope we've inspired people to watch new movies. And I hope Chapin yeah. edits this well. Yes. Well, we are still under four hours, so. It's our most efficient fixies yet. No. Thank you so year. much. Now, this is shorter. Guys. Well done. Oh. I'm so excited. That was great. Guys.